Welcome to episode 48 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on the Midnight Meat Train is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Smasher Strand. I got your name right. You did. Every week we take one horror movie and cut it to pieces with our internet razor-sharp dagger words of terror. (laughs) Together we are two people with a love of horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster membership cards that just burn holes in our dicks. I'd just like to thank all of our listeners over on the old, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Castbox, Google Podcast, Radio Public, and the YouTube. Thank you for supporting us. We can't do this without you. We can do it without you. We'll just do it and no one will listen to it. Yeah. But, yeah, but we love it. Um, like to shout out to the people that interact with us and help us grow online. People like Adam Gillespie, Mark of the Damned. Now, that's a name. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, Dion Cracknell, Ringo Stalin, and Adam Kister. Adam Kister is actually a friend that I grew up with. Oh, yeah. Through primary school and high school. I haven't seen as much as him as I'd like, but, yeah. But he's a, an avid listener, I think. I'm pretty sure. Fantastic. I love yeah. an avid listener. And avid listeners are the best. Um, let's get straight on to our fun facts about ourselves. Each week we say one fact about ourselves. Mm-hmm. My fact this week is I don't like getting wet, yet I have a scuba diving license. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. Getting wet yeah. and being underwater as a scuba diver is not the same. No. I don't like getting ready for scuba diving. And I do, I tell you the truth, I haven't scuba dived in like 25 years. <laughs> my, my, my license has lapsed yeah, okay. and I'd have to get it all over again. But when I did. So are you talking about like, are we talking, I don't like getting caught in the rain because I don't, I don't like, like going, being wet? I hate the beach. You hate I the don't beach? like showers. I have minimal showers. <laughs> I have the least <laughs> amount of showers as I can a week. Interesting. So without, you know, I just maintain a, a, a beautiful smell. <laughs> For as long as possible. Well, you never smell bad when I'm around you. Exactly. I have that's... A, that's my other soup. That's another fact for another day. Okay. But I have no glands. So. Oh, okay. No <laughs> What's sweats. your fun fact for the week? Um, well, we were literally just talking about my dream smasher name. Which I stuff up every week, which I'm going to change back to Warrior. Because yep. I, I, your last name's Strand, I, in my head, I when I say smasher, I've said the S word and then the next word doesn't make sense to me. So I'm going to change it back. That's fine. Well, so... Why are you called the Dream Smasher? This is your... a name that I have been given to by a customer. Um, so as many of you do not know, because I don't really talk about it too much, I work in an anime store. I do Anime not... and manga. Yeah. And Gundam. And Gundam. I do not enjoy these things. I do not actively watch, read, anything like that. And Fake fan. Not even a f- I'm not even a fan. Yeah. So you get some horror stuff in though. We do get horror stuff, and I yep. like I love my Junji Ito. Don't get me wrong. So yeah. that's that's my one thing. So you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, huge liar. Um, and being that I've been in retail for many number of years, uh, my tolerance levels are zero. Zero. So <laughs> we had a customer come in frequently. He was a frequent visitor, and he was just a bit of a douchebag. And in the end, he decided that he was wanted to say something to me, and I just turned around and said, "I don't care. I don't like this." And then he, well, as in, like he was talking about something specific that he liked. He was talking about as a whole, like anime manga, and I'm like, oh, "I don't like this." Yeah, it's like and I'm me like, and my I shop don't saying, like it. I don't like comics. Yeah, um, it's not something that I generally say. Say. But he just got to. I was. It was a day that I was having, and he's like, well, "Why do you work here?" I'm like. 
well, I do a lot of stuff here. You people... Nothing to do with anime. Yeah. No, it's got nothing I to do. I run this business. What I do has nothing to do with sitting down for eight hours a day watching anime or reading books. And, um, yeah, he decided that he did not like that because so many people would kill to be in my position. And, and, be, I and they'd do a terrible job. So he he dubbed me Dream Smasher. And then for a good couple was- of years, every time he came in, he's like, oh, hey, Dream Smasher. And I'm like, Hi. Dreams. Stop it's not the worst name. It's not the worst name, and I'm like, yeah. So now it's Embrace like, that shit. I have Jennifer the Dreams Trimasha Strand. <laughs> I can't say it. Eh? I'm changing it back to Warrior right, right now. now. Warrior. That is fine. So yes, that is that is I my uh, Warrior wrong. <laughs> that is a nickname that I've been given by a customer, and it's just stuck. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. Let's call you Smasher. Yeah. Okay, Smasher, let's move on to our spoiler cards. Yes, every week Jennifer and I, or Smasher and I, <laughs> set ourselves a horror movie to watch and then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it. It's amazing. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wings, and compound fractures. Um, we have a rating system. Yeah, so for those, those of you playing at home and don't know, uh, you should by now. We say it every episode, but just in case, we've got A, awesome, everybody should watch. B is our beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. G, good for its time, but it's not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, the D, Dan special. We've got the W, which is whatever. Pfft. Uh, we've got the Kesha, the low-budget hot mess, and the cream of the crap, the McConaughey. 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 The fucking fucked. The we watched it, so you don't have to. Nice, nice. Now, this week was my choice, and I chose randomly. Mm-hmm. And we're going to say none of us had seen this film or even knew what, really what it was. Yeah. I chose Purebite's name, <laughs> Dude Bro Party Massacre 3 from yes. 2015. Oh, Yep. Yep. Um, what are its uh, vital statistics, Jen? All right. So this one is a very interesting one. Uh, there is a large selection of people who are involved in directing and screenplay. Um, but just for the sake of argument, Tom Jacobson, Michael Russellette, and John Salmon. Salmon. Um, Salmon. Um, they are the directors. Screenplay. The overall screenplay was done by Alec Owen. Um, and he also plays uh, Brent slash Brock. Uh, so the main guy in the film is also yeah. the writer. But also the writing credits go to like 20 people because... Yeah, I noticed that because all his mates probably just helped him write it. Yeah, so uh, this film had a budget of 241000 I couldn't find any box office information. I am very interested to see what they it made. It may have back. just been an internet movie or something. Well, so this was purely funded by Kickstarter back in 2013. And this was... So it didn't cost him anything. Had no, no budget, really. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so this was a, originally a concept trailer posted on Five Second Film. So this was produced and picked up after so many people went, we want to watch this film. Yeah. And Which, usually those things don't work. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's just like, oh, okay, the trailer's the best thing. This thing, oh, God. It's yeah. Just so cool. I'm just going to say, it's good. Yeah. I don't have a lot of fun facts. They are literally my... The only fun fact I know about it is that it involves some of the people from Rocket Jump, which is... Uh, Jimmy Wong. Jimmy Wong, which is, yep. like, and, and, you know, Dungeons and Daddies and all those guys, yep. Story Break and all that crap. 
Um, yeah, so some of them are, but there's heaps of comedy people in it. Like, you know, it's a almost lot like of, a lot of cameos. So Larry King's in this. He's got a cameo. Pat Oswald, he's in this. Buddy, That's insane. Andrew WK. Yeah, Andrew Did you see him after the credits? Yes. sitting on the roof singing a song. He's just singing a song. A, playing a tiny piano. My friends will come and get me again. They'll come and get me again. And there's just oranges around him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyhow, that doesn't make any sense now. It and doesn't. it will later in the show. Um, yes. So what are, what's its tagline? All and, right. And it's Sinopo. Right. Don't let a bro see it alone. Fair we enough. Bo- we both watched it separately. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad about that, actually. Uh, in the wake of two back-to-back mass murders in Chico's flat row, uh, Lona Brent Chirino must infiltrate the ranks of a popular fraternity to investigate his twin brother's murder at the hands of the serial killer known as Motherface. How good is Motherface just Motherface as a word? Motherface is good. I know. Yes. So... Right. Oh, let's get into it. Let's get straight into it. This is going to be... Um, uh, this film is going to say we may glaze over some things because this film is so dense with that, chokes and dialogue uh, and editing thing that, like, uh, yeah, but we're going to try and do it as, as, as good as possible. Yeah, so it, you jump in. It as, took me 20 minutes to write about the first two and a half minutes of this film. Yeah, it took me like three and a half hours to watch an hour and a half uh, film. Yeah, and in the end I had to kind of just stop writing the kind of notes that I was writing. And just do abridged versions. Yeah, oh, my God. Anyhow, opens to a red screen with a warning. Did you write this warning down? I did. I I was hoping that you would. (laughs) Yeah, this is why it took me so long. Uh, The film you were about to see was almost lost forever. All known copies were banned and destroyed under an executive order by President Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, sure. (laughs) Sure. The last known broadcast was at 4 a.m. on a public access show in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You would not be seeing the following images if it weren't for a local teenager who stayed up to record it on his VCR. <laughs> and that's the premise. Is that the end? <laughs> that's the end. That's the premise of the film. We are watching a film that has been recorded off television. So yes. I'm just going to say it now. Throughout the film, this whoever this teenager is has edited out the ads manually. So we get these little snippets of ads or yeah. other crap that was he taped over and shit like that throughout the film, which are really hard to explain. I just want to put that in there. Well, now. I think if you've ever taped anything off the TV, which most people now not any millennials don't rem- don't even know. If you didn't like unpause it at the right time, or if you unpause it too late, you'd get those little snippets from like the KFC ad or the whatever. Yeah. And so this film is in four to three. It is made to look like it is uh, being taped off of. TV television it actually has the did you notice it even had the um the audio line at the bottom yeah. so if for those who don't know like vhs's used to have like with like tvs used to crop a bit but if you had a tv that didn't crop there was like a little like staggered line yeah. at the bottom of it's your like screen a tracking line yeah your tracking yeah. line and that was the audio track yeah that, uh visualization of an audio track which is weird to even explain to anyone who's millennial. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyone under the age of 30, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so they've just gone full hand. And this thing was accurate. Yes. This looked exactly like they had taped something off mm-hmm. of television. It was mm-hmm. so – it's the love letter. Anyway, so this is, this comes up. Cut. Cut to, like, one of those things. So instantly the film cuts to something that had been taped over and it was just a baby. Yeah. In real life, pushing a fake mower around with a little guy going, oh, look, are you mowing the lawn, little yeah, man? you're like, mowing the lawn. And then, like, <laughs> hard to explain. These little cut bits in there, which are comedy genius of yes. what they've chosen as well. Yes. Um, Cuts to... The mid- yeah, the midnight morning movie type. So, yeah, it, it has even, like, as if when you're watching TV on television and it comes up and it's got, like, coming up, the ne- the midnight morning movie. Like, yeah. you know, it comes in with these 80s, like... Titles and stuff. Um, 
And then it goes to, basically, you go. It's basically just cuts to this very sort of this, you know, strong sort of guitar, like soft rock. Uh, and then it's like this slow motion uh, dude bro pool party. And yeah. it's, it's all in sort of slow mo. So they're all in the pool. They're all like shouting and they're partying. They've and got they're like the cheesing. keg of red keg of cups. Yep. They're like sculling beers, like just being dude bros. Yeah. And, and for those who don't know what dude bros are, they're like frat bros or, you know, yeah. fuckheads. And basically. it's like, dudes, bro, party. <laughs> and they're just like enjoying this. And then immediately as they say that, it cuts to massacre. Uh, one of the bros wakes up in a chair. Um, he's, uh, we get this very close up shot of a woman, uh, smoking and he's in therapy. Yep. Uh, And he is the main character. He's one of the main characters. He is Brock. Brock. Brock Chirino. Yeah. Brock Chirino. There's there's like Brock and Brent. I'm like, yeah. I know, right. Um, she goes to reach for a pair of scissors. Uh, so there's a few little like. Uh, so we can't see her face. So she's, no. she's just a therapist. She doesn't yeah. matter. No, she doesn't. Uh, she goes to reach for a pair of scissors, stops, grabs a pencil, and then she starts. She starts trying to get him to open up. She's like, um, you know, tell me about these two previous massacres on Frat Row. And this is the part where they 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 basically like any normal horror film does. They relay the first two films, but. Fun fact, there are no first films. No, this, this movie started at number three and it's just a that's another joke. Like, yeah. So and this is the level of comedy as well. So she said that and he sits there and he's like, oh, no, I just, I don't think I can. It's just too painful. Okay, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like jumps like bad into acting. It. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Uh, the, the timing, the timing for this film is just impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> so film number one. Yeah. I think it was called like. It was a panty raid gone wrong, they said. I've written down a lot of this. Yeah, uh, so okay. the first Go. massacre started with a panty raid gone wrong. We get this shot of a sorority house. It goes up in flames, but it's like just sort of CG'd over. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing's yeah. happening. The sorority house mother was pissed. No one taught her how to open doors, <laughs> but she learned. <laughs> And we get like this so back. you see a hand trying to open a door and it can't it's open the door until she burns? Door. Uh, we get this uh, back shot, so a uh, shot of a, a burn victim, uh, no no hair, uh, donning a, a blonde wig. And then he overstates, and she was out for revenge. Uh, we get a flashback to Dude Bro with a killer mullet. We basically get like all the kills from these supposedly first yeah. films, which is what they usually do to show... And so they've just gone ham on these ridiculous situations. And it's perfect. Uh, and they're he, all like bad taste style death scenes. Yes, they're so good. He jumps out with this killer muller and leather jacket and he's like, little little help, bro. And uh, pulls out a circular saw, frisbees it at him and it, it cuts off his head. But it cuts it off from like the top, leaving his bottom jaw, um, his tongue hanging out. And the, it's and literally yeah, blood splurting and him just there going, ah, ah. And that's the first ah, bit of kind of violence. Ah, You're like, whoa, it is. That was exactly the one from Bad Taste, like, style. Pretty Next much. one is like, you know, and then it cuts to a whole montage of these things. Like, one was like, I think the next one is like the guy and the girl in bed. And she yep. goes down to give him a head job. And Motherface stabs up through the bed, through his dick, through, through her, her head, head with a harpoon or yes. something. Um, and it looks amazing. And then blood is spl- splashing out of his dick everywhere with like a, ha- a head harpoon <laughs> to his dick. Yep. Uh, we cut to uh, fucking, it's fucking Larry King. He's in a locker room and he's like, what's taking you bro so long to shower? 
And they're like... And then as the harpoon hits him? Yeah. I think it's more... I think it was a javelin. Oh, javelin. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. javelin hits him. Um, okay, cut to a guy solving a Rubik's Cube and his yeah. head just explodes from solving a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. So there's a guy... There's a bro in the shower and he's like lathering his chest up. Like, so he's shaving his chest. Um, and then, then it starts to sort of like pace up a little bit more we get a few more like shots of all these different like random kills and while this is happening this is where like yeah the dude's doing his rubik's cube and he's trying to solve it and then all of a sudden he just goes mate like (laughs) scanners style exactly yeah so the other film is like nearly do you notice there were heaps of um editing decisions like other films there's like a there was direct cuts of like an actual Evil Dead part. There was like you know yeah. just their homage even in their editing old films. This and is stuff. a par. This is hard parody. It's a. It's like a love letter parody though. Oh, this yeah. is like what we were saying last week. You know, uh, Piranha Three D was supposed to be a parody to those things. This thing. This is a parody. Yeah, this is a. This is how you. This is these scenes are funny. Yeah. Everything about this is funny. I like, laughed so hard at some point, Liz got out of bed and came in and told me to shut up. Dude, I laughed so hard in one bit that we'll get to that I started crying. And you know when you just can't stop? Yeah. I will get to And it was the stupidest joke. It yeah, was like no, one little sound effect and is- I just lost it. Like, <laughs> that is fine. That is and fine. And I will say where that is. I wrote it in there. Anyhow, then it cuts to the second film and he's like, she had a daughter. Or yeah, yeah. So they, they sort of, they like, they reiterate it was the death of Scooter, the Rubik's guy that rallied us together. And then we get this cut shot of Broads, the bros with chainsaws. They're chainsawing her up and they're like, the house mother was dead. And we see her corpse like up against the wall, the wigs in her, her lap. And he's like, and I became, and he's like, that's when I became a full Delta by whatever frat bro. And he's like, but little did we know. I think we're going to monologue with, like, yeah. There's the so, so, it's the so monologue much. here is um, done by, like, Brock, Brock Chirino. Yeah. The guy who's on like, the couch, yeah. Little did I know, mother had a daughter. Yeah, and no. you get that shot of the corpse on the operating table and a scalp cutting into her burnt face. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, anyway, in junior year, we raged even harder. It's <laughs> like, now we get this, like, you know, house party. There's, like, a rip mother banner on the, <laughs> the front of the house. And there's this POV shot of someone walking through the crowd of bros. Um, it's like, we thought we were going to live forever. We were wrong. And it's like, after the, the dude, bro, like in the dunny. Yeah, he's like, like vomiting. He goes, can someone come and hold my hair back? <laughs> and then he's vomiting. And then mother face comes behind, cuts his throat, but he vomits out of oh, the no. out of the throat <sighs> cut instead. Like, that looked so fucking good. Oh, dude, the gore in this is like supreme, <sighs> and that's what made me think it's too good. Like, you know, I was like, oh man, because they've gone, they've gone to town. There's like all those naked girls. Running around outside in water, mother face electrocutes the water. They all die, but then, but then there's this guy in the middle who's just wearing gumboots, and his name's Jimmy Galoshes. <laughs> I don't even know how they. And then he dies as well somehow. Yeah. So what he so yeah, you reiterated literally the next scene, and then what he does is like he's just standing there looking around, and he goes to like grab a boob, and he's electrocuted, oh, yeah, yeah. So he's... and he dies from that. The guy that like is wanking under the bed. Yeah, but what I like is. Brock clearly states he's like the junior year streaking contest was underway and I was supposed to officiate but I couldn't go because I had pink eye and he follows it up with that fart on my face saved my life 
And then um, it comes to a guy who's under his bed wanking the magazines and for some and then just a gallon of blood just gushes out. There's like no explanation of what happened. I also like that the, the copy of the the porn that so he had a lot of porn. They're magazines. all weird porn. Uh poop stars, smell, <laughs> areolas, and throbbing boobs. <laughs> I didn't even see some. There's too many jokes in this film. Oh, yeah. So this is a point where I'm like, I can't keep going the way I'm going with my notes. And then they cut to, you know, Timmy and Tommy at the arcade. They're electrocuted. And one of my favorite ones is like, but it like all hit the roof with Chaz Noodleman, concert pianist. <laughs> and he's driving a car and he's like... He's I like, don't, we, look, babe, no hands. And he's like, yeah, he's driving a Jeep. He puts his hands out the top and then Motherface cuts off his hands because he's a constant <laughs> yeah. jazz noodle noodleman. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, he's just like the screaming of these stumps just spraying like, on the windshield. Ah. Oh, man. That like that brought me back to Blood Diner where they cut off his yeah. hands. He's trying to drive. Like, oh, my God. And yes. then um, he's like, not even our weed dealer was safe. And there's like a partial decapitation of uh, the weed dealer with the keep off the grass sign. Yeah. Which is so good. And he's like, now, like, we had no way of dealing with the stress. And it cuts to like Randall bros snorting lines of cocaine and he's just like yeah yeah he's like he went on to have three kids he seems like he's really happy i'm actually catching up with him next week um <laughs> uh, but then they uh brock eventually burns the new mother face yeah um and that's it yeah we that's, have to that's, we have to keep moving we really do um we cut back to present day and well you know back uh brock is on the shrink's office you know table still sitting there um, Brock men- uh, mentions he's like something about his twin brother. Yeah, he reveals he has a twin brother, and uh, they have like a psychological connection of some kind. Um, and then she sort of starts asking, like, "Well, what is your greatest fear?" And as she's asking him that, like, because she's like writing down notes, like, "Oh, twin brother underline." Um, and then he's trying to sort of reiterate all this stuff. You see her in the background. She starts. She puts on the mask. She grabs she the mother's face mask, which is the original mum's face. Yeah, which the mum's face, which is kind of like hardened over time. Um, and she just grabs him, slits his throat, which looks amazing as well. And the blood splurt covers the screen, and we get the title sequence: Dude, Bro Party Massacre Three. Yeah, it comes out Come through out. the blood. Yeah, and you're like, wow. That's a starting. That starting had more violence in it than most violence. Uh, this uh, is more, literally uh, the first six minutes of the film. Yeah, six minutes. All those kills were in the first six minutes. Yeah. And it's basically like more gore than you. Because obviously every bit of money was spent on gore effects. Yeah. And just. And a lot of it seemed quite practical too. Oh, it was all practical. Yeah. There like was no I computer. Don't, I don't really The only feel... computer stuff in it is when they superimpose people's faces into the sky and shit for no reason. <laughs> and shit like that. Uh, then, hard cut, new scene. Yep. Someone is skateboarding. We see the old style fish, like fishtail board. Yep. Um, this scene was nearly a, dir- uh, this is a direct homage to a Bones Brigade, um, like a Tony Hawk Bones Brigade old film. Yep. I can't remember which one. This is the exact shots, everything part, even ollieing the two guys on the ground and yeah, stuff okay. like that. Because, yeah, there's these two bros sitting, like they're laying they're not on even the bros. ground. They're just, no, they're just guys. And they're, it, they're not. There's some baking they're on a footpath. They're just in the middle of the footpath. One of them, and they get up and they have like this brief interaction with each other. And one of them's just like clear, like just staring. And he's just continuously rubbing sunscreen into and his chest And these aren't fit guys. No. And then, yeah, no. and that's where they go like. And then they start pointing out. It's like, oh, oh, look, it's Brock. It's like, no, that's not Brock. That's Brent. Brock's that's brother. Brent Torino. Brock's like twin, like worse, twin, not as cool twin yeah. brother. 
<laughs> yeah. And yeah, he, he skates uh, past a woman who's being uh, detained by the police. Uh, like we get this very lady. first shot of a police officer. And he's just like, if you're hiding drugs in your butthole, Missy, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, uh-oh. And that's that scene. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I forgot that that was the cop that was later on, which yep. I can't. I had his name for a while in the film and then I lost Sminkle. it. Sminkle. Sminkle. I just called him cop. And then yep. lady cop was Candace. Yeah. Which I was calling her butt kick something yeah yeah. Got, yeah anyway um we have uh, brent skating along and suddenly he has a vision of his dead brother mm-hmm. um <laughs> he's like he's sort of like hung from a flag post with his intestines wrapped around his neck yeah he's kind of like seeing it or remembering it yeah. and he's on his skateboard skating along and he's kind of in a trance and <laughs> he doesn't notice that there is a guy like hey in watch a wheelchair out. no you still have time Watch out! And it's just like that, like... Um, the best thing is, like, on the third shot back, and it's like one of those, look out! And yeah. him skating along, look out! you still got time! He's still skating on. And then the third shot is just him saying nothing, looking bored for a second. <laughs> and then it cut back, and then, yeah, obviously we see a shot of a wheelchair flying through the air and a skateboard, a skateboard. hitting in slow motion. Yep. And he gets up and he's like, say, aren't you that fella whose cool brother was murdered? And, like... You know, Brent, yeah, the he's, guy yeah, that, he's yeah. there. He's Brent stands there all brood. He's like, whatever. I don't like to talk about it. And he introduces himself as Nedry Head Cheese. Head Cheese. Nedry? <laughs> so Nedry Head Cheese, um, he puts Nedry Head Cheese back into his wheelchair. Yep. And, oh, man. Well, this is, we get this very sort of very brief kind of like Nedry is also there because he had an interaction with Wolf. Like, he's in the chair because Wolves got him. Wolves killed his whole family. Wolves? All this thing. Like, the wolves got him, and then he's sort of, he's like, oh, hey, like, you know, we could be best friends. Like, I've got a lot to offer for best friends. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to find out who killed my brother and get revenge. Yeah. And And then Nedry immediately points out, he's like, oh, hey, like, that house we're standing in front of is your brother's frat frat house. Maybe we should go in and pledge. And join there, yeah. This is what I liked about this, um, this movie, like, Straight away in this first conversation, you realise that a lot of their humour comes from their edit cuts. Yeah. Uh, very much like it reminded me of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, where, like, there'll be, like, conversations purposely edited so the people's reaction that are watching or don't fit in. Yeah. So there'll be someone, like, heaps upset. It'll cut to someone, like, for a second and then cut back and they'll be completely fine for a second. Like, it was a different day that they've shot it on. And then, yep. oh, man, like, and that's hard to do that, eh? That's why I always thought Garth Marini's Dark Place was a genius show because mm. it's so hard to fake bad edit and make it good. Yeah. Oh man, so they good. did that well with this. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they they so they they Brent and Nedry roll up to the frat house. Yep. And um to to pledge. Yep. So there's a dude because he wants to find out the mystery of his brother's murder and who Motherface is. That's yes. his goal. Yeah. Uh, there's a wait. Weightlifting bro out the front. His name is Derek, and he he's the most polite guy on campus, and he welcomes Brent as a pledge. That seems like the most polite guy on campus. Yeah, like that seems like that. Yeah, he literally stays there. He's like, I'm the most polite guy on campus, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, um, you know, saying to he's like Brent's like, oh yeah, I'm I'm ready to party until my pants fall off, and then they sort of like ad break. 
Yeah, so now like, basically in within the film, because it was supposedly taped off television, that is the point where there would have been an ad break. Yeah. And we get a tiny bit of this ad before whoever was obviously taping it has turned, paused it, yeah. the recording, to start again. And it's just, <laughs> it's, I don't know, what are Pizza Goblins. Yeah, Pizza Goblins. It's family magic. So it's like a, this movie that's coming out. Yeah, it's like um, a fake trailer. And it's like Siskel and Ebert give it two thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a little pizza uh, goblin is bursting through a pizza box. And then it cuts to another one, which is just some cereal for like one second. Yeah, and it's like, like even the audio's fucked up. Two like, people standing next to a dragon. Yeah, with some cereal. Sure. And then it cuts straight back as if he's edited the ads out. Yeah. Um, it's like welcome to date to Delta Buy. And then we get so once they're in the frat house, we get this introduction of all of the the, the, ma- the characters. So of- there's Spike. He rages harder than anyone, and he's he looks like the guy from. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. He's got the the American flag sort of happy pants. He's he's got the crazy spiked mullet, um, and he immediately like pees his pants because he's unconscious on the couch. Yeah. Uh, Sizzler, the hardest working pledge, who will never get in because he's a vegetarian. Um, <laughs> so he's a pledge. Then he's just played by Jimmy Wong. Jimmy Wong. Um, and um, he's just got pledge written on his t-shirt. So I just called him Pledge the whole time. That is fine. I, I didn't know his name was Sizzler till the end. Yeah. Which is really weird because they mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, Samsy, he's in the kitchen. He's cooking some eggs. And Samsy, uh, he's like a, a long-haired sort of he's very like a surf- 70s he's surfy. He's a surfer. Yeah. He looks like the dude from... He looks like Martin Bryant. <laughs> I was going to say like uh, the skateboarding people. I can't remember their name. The Bones Brigade? Yeah. That'd be the one. Tony Hawk? Bony no. Dork? Yeah, that one. Sure. Uh, he, Samsy takes... Stacey look- Peralta, the Dogtown Thank back. you. Yep. Yes. Oh, my God. That would have bothered me all day. Um, Samsy looks at Brent and he starts having these weird flashes of Brock. Because cooking Brock, him Brock and Brent look at... They're, they're, identical. They play, they're identical twins. They're, yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're all in like... All the frat boys that are in like post like... Uh, um, What's it called? Like, like they're having some trauma from yeah, trauma from, from Brock dying, and yeah. when Brent walks in, exactly the like, like him, they're like, <laughs> yeah, it freaks them out. So Samsy gets this like Brock was the best dude. He yeah, was he the was the main coolest guy. bro. He was the leader of them, and he died. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, Brock's cooking him eggs, and he's all covered in blood. And then they just leave. They all leave the room, and um, you see this woman's hand reach in to the knife block and pull out a knife. Uh oh. We go upstairs and we are introduced to T.O. Double D. Uh, he's pre-med. T.O. Double D? Yeah. Is that Todd? Todd. Um, he's pre-med and the smartest guy on campus. Um, so as they're introducing, and he he looks like a giant nerd. Um, he walks in, uh, knife walks in. You see this knife. You see the girl, yeah, with the knife. Because like, it's all out of shot. Like her, you just see the hand, like yeah. kind of like POV almost shot. Yeah. Yeah. Brent turns and he hits her, knocking a full plate of brownies out of her hands. And she just stands there and she's like, ah! just starts crying. To just blonde. starts crying. So this blonde girl, like typical, like cheerleader looking yeah. girl. And we are introduced. But he hits her with Tai Chi, which yeah. isn't even a martial art. <laughs> Uh, we're introduced to Samantha. She is a psych major, so she's crazy. And That's uh, what they say. Yeah. As in, like, she's studying psych, which means she's crazy. Yeah, and she is dating Todd. T-O-double-D. T-O-double-D. And he immediately, he's kind of, like, having none of it. Like, I'm pretty certain he's kind of gay. I don't know. Anyway. No, it was just like, the whole thing is that she wants to join the frat, but she's a girl, so yeah. she's not allowed to. And, like, they just hate her because she's a girl and she's not a dude, bro. Yeah. 
And Todd, basically, he just puts his, like, headphones back on and turns around, goes back to his study. Um, everyone else leaves the room and Brent gets down and helps Samantha start cleaning the brownies off the floor. And they start having this moment. You get the music happening and, you know, um, and he's just like, no, it's okay. It's fine. It's like, you know, I'm very sorry. The bros seem really nice. And someone calls him out. And they're like, hey, Brent. And he's like, coming. And he just literally just gets up and walks off. But he also, real- he also realizes he thinks to himself, he goes, I just did Tai Chi. Brock knew Tai Chi, but I didn't know it. <laughs> like, it's like, what's that showing all their about? psychic link. Then as it, it's a subtitle thing. Yeah. Help, I'm trapped in the basement and forced to write subtitles. Just pops up on the screen. Yeah. No, like, no explanation. Help, I'm trapped in the basement and forced to write subtitles. Like jokes like that. And you're like, oh man. That was only for like a second, and yeah. you're like, "What? Uh, okay." Yeah. And it does actually come back later on. It does. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but so Brent um, goes in, and he goes, "You can stay here," which is Brock's old room. Yeah, it basically looks like a child's bedroom. Yeah. Like there's toys and stuff on the wall, like the you, the bro in the the block letters on the wall, and then this angry bro. Uh, We're introduced to her. Yeah. Yeah. He walks in. He's calling dibs. He's like, this is my room. This is my room. He's trying to like outbro everyone. His name is Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like going so hard. Like he is the frat guy that takes the whole frat thing so seriously. He's like the John Belushi character in Animal House. Yeah. Yep. So he's. He's got like a sleeveless denim jacket. Yeah. He kind of that... looks a little like him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah and actually, he... I thought he looked like Shane Hattie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's a oh, personal dear. joke for us. Yeah, right. Uh, and he immediately, like, he's like, he's like, Pledge, get over here. And the Pledge just pulls down his hand. He starts, like, wailing on him. He starts spanking him. And he's like. At first, he, like, kind of gets in Brock's face. Yeah. And he, I mean, Brent's face. And he's like, oh, you think you can, like, yeah, I've heard about you. think you can you. handle this? You think you can, you, you can take Brock's place? You think you can handle this? And, like, yeah, the pledge. He's, <laughs> like, wailing on him. Yeah, because they used to paddle wedges. Yeah. And he had, uh, yeah, he starts paddling the wedge. And the wedge, uh, the pledge is loving it. Yeah. He's, like, he's just, like, he's he thinks fantastic. he's going to get in. But then he changes how he's paddling him as well. So he starts out, like, really going for it. And he's like, what about this? He's like. Gentle pack. Yeah, like, you, can you handle this? And there's all these weird, like, <laughs> non-threatening ones, which is just more jokes and weirdness, which we just too hard to explain. Yeah, it? and Derek sort of pipes up and he mentions that Brent is going to help with the prank. So the end of year prank. Fra- that they all prank. do every year, um, like the big prank. The which big- immediately means Turbo's like, oh, the prank, yeah, it's all about the prank. Yeah, you're a bro then. Um, <laughs> and then he's just like, you know, only a real party guy is going to be able to pull off the Delta by pranks. Like, okay. Whatever. Then Turbo walks over to a cupboard, opens the cupboard, and out swings a stuffed dog on a rope. And it yep. swings out. And he, like, cowers back in fear on the ground, like, yep. like super, uh, you know, afraid. Then all the other dude bros are at the door laughing and filming him. Yeah. And um, and he just yells out, "You guys know that I don't like stuffed baby dogs." You know I'm afraid of dogs. And like Brent picks up the the plush and he's like, "Oh, this is this is the same dog plush that I gave Brock because it, it looks like our childhood dog, Doctor Bagels." And he's just like, but then he's like, "But I need I need Turbo to trust me." This is him thinking he's in a monologue. Yeah, yet. so he, I need Turbo to trust me because he's like the leader. So he just goes like, "I hate puppies too," and just rips the head off. And then instantly Chad was like, you're okay. Yeah. And then they start, they start broing out 
and they start, they're like, let's go check on it. Let's go start making plans. Uh, we cut to 1-800-PUMPED. Yeah, this is another just ad another break. another ad break. I mean, I mean, it's not even an ad break. It's no. weird. 1-800-PUMPED, which was just a guy yelling without a shirt, like, yeah. to 1-800-PUMPED. 1-800-PUMPED. And then that's, that's it. <laughs> like, you get these tiny little, like, almost assaults on your, like, you know, like, on your imagination, like these things that are so yeah. full on in your face. And you're just like... You never get time to even process a joke before another joke happens. Yeah. And it's almost exhaustingly awesome. The, well, it was exhausting for us because we this was a first watch and we had to try and keep up with note-taking so much so you, that we yeah, couldn't everyone, miss everything. Straight away, I'm just going to say that everyone should go watch this film. Oh, my God. Yeah, do it. Um, um, then we cut to Nedry and Brent at night time. Yep. So Nedry is he's he's... Obviously, in the middle of a rousing game of Edward Forty Hands, where they tape, they duct tape two bottles yeah, of so 40 Colt ounces. 40s, yeah, um, to your hands, and you have to drink them. And like Nedry and Brent are both drunk because they've yeah. obviously been trying to fit in with the frat boys, and they're and they're drunk. Yeah, so they are heading off for their prank. Um, so they're going to the radio is this, station. So this is the big prank. This is the big prank. So they, they for some reason, they just have to. That actually sounds like a pledge thing, actually. Yeah. So the, the big prank is they're going to the radio station and they're going to say over the air, Dean Pepperson eats farts. Dean um, Pepperson eats farts. She's a lady. <laughs> such a prank. Um, but they accidentally take a wrong turn and they end up at an airport. Um, and they, so yeah. they're, they're set, like all you hear is like, Dean Pepperson eats farts. It's like, Get off this frequency. You get off this frequency. Like, and this, then is a, this is an air, airline control He's like, I'm traffic. a pilot and I'm trying to land this plane. And, uh, and then obviously the plane crashes. We just hear all this happening. And you cut to one of the, you know, the spinning newspaper, like yeah, with the headlines. It's like, plane collides with orphanage, hundreds feared dead. And you're like. Well, and then it cuts to, like, obviously, the gang, uh, the dude bros getting chewed out by, by the, the Dean. Dean. What's her name? Dean Pepper? Dean Pepperson or Dean something. Pepperson. She's like a lady, like, in a blonde wig. Yeah, and then they sort of... Just, and she recounts she re- all their previous pranks that they've done. and um, They're pretty, like, nasty as well. Yeah, like, one of, one of them, not, she goes, the last prank, 200 people died. Yeah, like, so they're not pranks. They're, like, domestic terrorism. Yeah, basically. or when they blow up a dam. Yeah, because Sammy's sitting there and he's having all these like weird flashbacks, yeah, kind of things. So they, yeah, and so one of their pranks was they blew up a dam and it sunk a, a whole town, which is now called New Lake City. Yeah, because it was Old Parch Town, which Old meant pa- that it was just like barren wasteland. Old Parch Town <laughs> became New Lake City. Yep. Um, they freed a dictator or something. Yeah, they were talking about freeing a dictator. I I didn't catch it all. It, it's just re- like pranks that are basically world changing yeah. things that they've all done. They've Literally like world changing. Three thousand people in their pranks, but they're fine. Yeah, because they're like the the do bros. The do bros, and she suspends them. And of course, as she's like, you're suspended. Um, Spike, the raging bro, he gets up from like he's obviously passed out underneath the table. He gets up and he's like, "You can't! It's it's Greek week. You can't just burn this. It's Greek week. Greek week." And she's like, "Well, you can have Greek week at Old Sorority House at the lake." Yeah, so she basically they're 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 um she's making them stay at a haunted mansion on a lake. Yeah, which is like I'm gonna perfect. say it. This is perfect. Basically, um, he just turns it into Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, and he's like, "Do you know what? It's fine." Because it'll be a dude bro party. Yeah. <laughs> they all leave. Uh, you get this glimpse of Motherface hiding in the closet. And then the Dean picks up the phone and... No, no, first Brock's ghost appears. Does he? 
and says, Brent, you should go to the lake. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because that's where he's like, it'll be a dude bro party. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then the gang all leaves. And then it cuts to, we see Motherface. Uh, we see Motherface, she was hiding in the yeah, cupboard. Yeah, she was just hiding in the cupboard. Just the whole watching. time? Yep. So Motherface is obviously not the Dean. No. So the Dean picks up the phone and she makes a call. And to a Satanist? To a Satanist. To It's Patton Oswald in a red cloak, which because we all know Satanists wear big red cloaks and, and a, a very fake moustache. A fake moustache. Yep. yep. And it's like, okay, so a plot is afoot here. And they're talking about they need a virgin sacrifice. Yep. Uh, and then you get this which shot. Clearly the dude bros aren't. No. No. No, they wouldn't be. And you get this shot of a cop out in the, the, the bullpen um, and he's he's doing lines of coke, which I'm assuming he pulled out of the, the butt of the, the girl he had pulled yeah, over. Yeah, so the one that had the, yeah, the prostitute before. So he pulled the lines of coke out of her butt and now he's doing them and he's like, yeah. Yeah, and this is great because all crazy. you can hear him in the background is going, yeah, fuck you, yeah, I'm a bottle. And he's like, I'm going to fuck everyone or some <laughs> shit. Like, yeah. Anyhow, he's screaming. we see the Satanist pull off his hood and yeah, it's the chief it's, of police. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yep. Uh, we cut back to... Um, the Dean. Mother, Motherface jumps out of the closet. Uh, no, she sneaks out of the closet. Sorry. She picks she up a letter, letter opener. Letter opener. And she starts stabbing the Dean to death. And that's it. Done. Yep, done. Dean's out of the picture. Don't need her in. Oh, they just kill every character who's not needed anymore. They, yeah, Amazing. they're tying up all loose ends. Yeah, so at one point, uh, Sminkle, who is the cop, he's literally out there going, I am an immortal fuck machine! And they're like, ah. So then we get, like, the chief of police um, calls in the lady cop, yep. Candace. Candace. Um, and he recounts his whole plan to her, which I've written here in brackets. I hope Jen wrote this down. I didn't write down the whole plan. But it doesn't really make sense. It, it doesn't, but he's like, look, you're top of the class, but... Are you ready to handle a real world mission? And he talks, he basically sets up stating that they need a virgin sacrifice on the blood moon to help give Motherface the power to kill the dude bros. Yeah. Can so you he, do this? So and his whole plan is to kill the dude bros yeah, for some reason. That is literally all it is. Because it's one of those like ridiculous, um, you know, old plots where people just hate people for no reason. Yeah. yeah. So you got that very 80s satanic panic happening there. Um, and then, so that that is literally and, what it is. It's and just, so the virgin that they've got is the, the cop that was taking. doing the, lines. Doing the lines. So he's just like, you have to take him, this cop, to this spot yeah. and get him sacrificed. And she's pretty and much like. How are we going to convince him? You are you going to be able to convince And he's like, Smangle, get in here. And he comes in and he stands there and he kind of looks at her and he goes to sneeze and doesn't sneeze. And then he turns and literally sneezes and you just get this big puff of like cocaine in her face. She's just like, oh, God, gross. And he sets, he's like, he starts to set him up for the mission, which when you were telling me, because you had watched this before I had, <laughs> this is the most dumb fucking mission ever. Basically, doesn't he say like, he goes. He, he tricks the cop into going on the mission on the on the case yep. by saying there is a vitamin C shortage. Yeah, there's an orange shortage right now. An orange shortage, which is causing a vitamin C shortage. And yep. you see a little meter on the side yep. of the screen with the vitamin C. Go. It's like vitamin C levels have never been lower. Yeah, and and he says the dude bros are actually bags of oranges in disguise. And if you boop them on the nose, they turn back into oranges, and that will solve our vitamin C problem. As he's explaining this to Schminkel, he's like, oh, 
I should have known. I should have known. This is like something that he's been aware of. Doesn't matter. Sure. No. Okay. So let's be clear. They're oranges and he's going to go boop them on the snoots. Yeah. Great. Um, so then we capture the dude bros. They've hired, they've got a camper van and they're on their way to a road trip to the lake. Yep. And they get there. Yeah. And they, yeah, they do. When the lake is caused by them because they've flooded Parchtown. So, which is weird. And they rock up yep. to part, uh, to New Lake City and we have, and out the front they need to get a, a paddle yep. boat. So they've rocked up to Paddy's paddle boats and there is a bro crying at the, because everyone's a bro. Uh, he's crying at the grave. Was he, that, grave. was that actor like one of those big time comedians now that's been in like 30 Rock and Tim and Eric? Either that, I'm do you not remember sure. you've seen 30 Rock? Yeah. Remember Jenna Maroney's cross-dressing boyfriend, that actor? Yeah, is that it him? does look like him. It, it's not him. Are you sure? Yes. All right. I'm 97% sure. I didn't see him in the credits. So I was like, yeah. but it did act like any it other. Looks he's like got a it. massive beard. He's crying over the graves of his family, which died when the dude bros flooded the town. Yes. But he comes out and he is one of those. Uh, so he's meant to be, I would say, like the doomsayer guy. Like, don't go over there. You're doomed. Yeah, yeah. The doom, doom. But he's like. You know, oh, well, my my family, like, business, we were almost destitute, but then your prank, you know. Yeah, because he owned it, a paddle boat. In the middle of fucking nowhere? He owned a paddle boat um, shop in Parchdown, which yeah. had no water, but he goes, my business was going bad. But then when you flooded the lake, now my business is booming, but my family is dead. Yeah. So he's like, he's being happy and then sad, like, back So he's, and like, forth. really throwing, and you're like, oh, could he be a killer? Like, what's going on here? And he's like, okay, guys, like, no, like, I let me get a let me get a photo of this you guys. This was weird and funny. This was weird and funny. He he's, goes, get, get a photo with my family and yeah. then stand around my grave. So they're all standing around the graves. He's taking a photo. And he goes, do a fu- funny he's like, weird yeah, do a goofy one. <laughs> Do a goofy one and they're like making up to hump his wife gra- like it's gravestone. Weird. And it turned out it was his son's gravestone. Oh, was it? <laughs> Even worse. <laughs> anyway, they hire some paddle boats. Yeah. Because I think you need paddle boats to get to the... Makes sense. Get to the, the place. Makes sense. Uh, they fill the, the paddy boats with beer and kegs. And but Nedry can't fit in a paddle no, boat. he's just like, is there is there a room for my lifestyle? And he's just like, No! <laughs> he just starts screaming. No. He's like, there is a something twenty miles that way that like uh, there there's is a bridge you can get across. Yeah, yeah. and so Nedry, and then there's a shot of Nedry just like going through the forest in his wheelchair, and it's impossible because it's an actual forest, and him like he uh, he can't swear. Yeah, yeah, because that's, that's such a big thing. He's like, he's like, oh guys, that's fudged up, and he's like Brent sort of. He kneels down and it's like that inspirational, like, hey, buddy, you know, you're in college now. You can swear. You can say fuck. Give it a go. And he's like, it's, uh, I just can't do it. And it's like this whole thing about him starting to swear. And yeah, it cuts to him. He's getting irritated in the forest and he doesn't swear, does he? He just starts starts kind of ragging on the rest of the gang like those idiots no he starts because he's like nobody understands old iron arms head cheese and he's just going on and he's like gets to the creek and there's no bridge and he's like fuck this creek fuck it and he's like i'll show these delta by titty jizzers and now that's it it says like cut away from nedry yeah and then we cut we see the crying bearded man for some reason, he is just in a paddle boat going along crying. Yeah. 
And we see Motherface on the shore and she has the, the stereotypical bow and arrow shot that you always see the killer in the forest about to do. But as she's about to shoot the beard man, he just pulls up a gun and commits suicide and executes himself. And you see Motherface, because she's all kind of off camera. Yeah. Just you can see her arms. She's like, no, it just shows it, doesn't it? She's just like, ah. Oh. Uh. All right. Turns around and walks off. Yeah, like, it's a really long shot of her. It's like, oh. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Oh, well. 1-900-FUTURE. Yeah, we're going to get another ad break. What was it? 1-900-FUTURE. What was it, though? It was something about her, my son going to prom and he was dead. Oh, okay. I and then, was this the vagina one as well? No. It was later. No, that's, that's... So that's another little ad, a little, like, ad break fuck up that yep. we've seen in it. And then we cut to the it's cops. A, it's a full moon. Yep. They're, They're driving in a van. Uh, Schminkel's doing his Letterman countdowns. Yeah, I didn't you know. You know, the top ten reasons your your mother's a... So Letterman, uh, Schminkel's, like, vibe is that he's just, like, this over, um, overexcited... Happy dude that talks too much and just talks shit and yep. doesn't listen to anyone else. And like, no one likes him. No one likes him. Yeah, he's he's come to terms with this. I don't know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they they witness this is this is comedy gold. This section. They're driving up in the middle of the night. He just sees on the side of the road. There's just an adult and a little kid, and the adult slaps the little kid. Yeah. And <laughs> they like they squeal stop. up. They stop. Sminkle cartwheels out of the car. <laughs> And punches the guy out. He picks up the kid, gives him $100 and a copy of The Grapes of Wrath and tells him just to go and like... He's like, yeah, get, like, take this and this. Get out of town. Change your name. Make something of yourself. Go out into the woods. A copy of The Grapes of Wrath? Why? Then he... um. Then he like um, he he gets back into the car and he backs over like there's yeah. this whole scene of him just backing it. It's not even anything. No, and again, this reminded me of Blood Diner in that scene yeah. where he's like reversing and he's like. <laughs> yeah, I got that as well. Yeah. And then this is oh man, I reround this story a couple of times. I didn't get to write this down, so I hope oh, yeah. you. But you were very excited. Well, it's not like it's not a big story. He basically he just uh, he he's driving along and he, and he confides in the other lady cop and he's like. I just like what I really my feel my real calling is is like I just want to help kids I just love kids and like when I was a kid you know the library um I went to a library and I read a book and my mind went bang as in you know it blew my mind but he just calls that my mind went bang and that's what I want to do I want to bang kids and she's like what what I want to you know. Create. He wants to create a mobile library yeah. and to and blow kids' minds with the, uh, so the power can, of reading. Yeah, but I want to bang on, kids in my van. Because I want to take my van around this uh, around and bang kids in it. I'm going to call it the bang bus, and like you know, parents will be able to bring their kids to me, and I can bang them in my bus. <laughs> and like I was like, what the fuck? And she's just like, I think you should change the name. And he's yeah, like, no. He's like, no. Why would I? Why would I change the name? He's not like wanting to have sex with kids. He's just like. That says it in a really weird way. Um, and then they like, break down yep. because the guy who ran over is now all stuck up in their axle and tires <laughs> as a gore mess. Yes. And he's like, and he gets out and he looks at the gore and he goes, oh, man, why did he not have to be a human anymore? <laughs> why did he not have to be a human anymore? But is it at this point as well that, like, you hear this, like, wolf howling in the background? He's like, oh, the wolves. Oh, well, we'll be able to stay here the night. And they just get in the car and go back to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we cut to the sorority uh, 
like the the lake house. Yeah, it's just a lake house. Isn't yeah, it? there's like this. But it's haunted, apparently. Something's falling down. It's a real shithole. Yeah, the gang walk in there. And out of nowhere comes another dude, bro, Ripstick. Yep. Played by none other than Andrew WK. Sure. For those who don't know who Andrew WK, look him up. Yeah. As I, I mean, I knew who Andrew WK was, but I actually stopped the movie at this point and watched a whole bunch of Andrew WK film clips. Nice. He's got a new one out called Babylon. Oh. And it's like this real slow rock ballad, power yep. ballad. Babylon. Except he still has flashes up of on the screen of shit like never stop partying <laughs> and shit like that. For those who don't know who Andrew WK is, look him up. Yeah. He is a truly unique, fascinating individual. Yes, very much so. So he's in it. He's ripstick and he yeah. was apparently in the first films and he's suffering trauma from it. Yeah, yeah. And he's, I, I believe his name is Ripstick because of high fives. You rip it and stick it. Oh, I didn't get that. Because yeah. they high fived. Um, um, yeah. I don't know why he's suddenly at the lake house. I don't, I don't think know. They, I think that's a joke, the fact that he's just there. He's there. Yeah. So, yeah, Ripstick's character's in it now. And I think that's the last time he's in it, like, until the Until end. the credits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now, and then they decide that they're going to, like, clean up the lake house and make it livable for them. So then we get this really cool cleaning montage. To, like, a very Devo-style band kind of, clean it up. Yeah. We're going to clean. Clean yeah. it up. <laughs> it is. It's literally this song. We're going to clean, clean it up, clean it, clean it up. But in the diva voice. Yeah, yeah. it's so fucking good. Um, Sizzler, the pledge, he's in a maid's uniform for some reason. Um, so they're just doing all this stuff. You know, the Rager bro, he's like trying to like hide his beer cans it's around. It's a montage of it, them cleaning. It is, it is literally a montage. But yeah. it's still funny. Like, but we're not going to get into it. But, but then- also, while this is happening, Brent's now doing naked Tai Chi and Sammy, Samsy is like trying to suss him out. So anything Brent is doing, Samsy's kind of in the background, like yeah, he's a surfer, bro. Yeah, yeah he gets us. He's him. sketchy out. On, he's sketchy on him because he starts to his his uh, reality starts to blur. That he just starts thinking that he is Brock. Yeah, he can't handle but it. Brock's he, dead, but Brock's yeah, dead. No, but he is Brock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, they clean up. They oh, first they put a tape in that just says. Um, work hard on it. Yeah. And so that's what the demo... They turn the tape over, which says party hard. Yeah. Which And then it just has, like, an, a party kind of, like... Yeah, so then now they're having, like, a... They start a partying. Dude bro party. Um, the, unfortunately, as in all movies, the lights go out. No, we see a hand outside turn yeah. the power off, like yes. a mother hand. Yep. Um, Samzy, he starts freaking out. He's like, it's happening again, it's happening again. And everyone, like, starts telling him off... But what I love about this is there are two bros that are in this film. There's Flannel Bro and there's Turtleneck Bro. And they're just there. They don't have any major parts. But whenever anyone starts telling anyone to calm down, they are there. So they're like, damn it, Samsy, chill out. Chill out, Samsy. And then he's like, yeah, chill out, Samsy, you self-righteous fuck. And he's just like yelling is at that him bro? so aggressively. Yeah, it's so aggressive because he's it, a turtleneck bro. Yeah, like, you know, a pretentious guy that wears a turtleneck is going to be aggressive because he's got problems. Well, you know, if he add a chain to that. Life will change. Oh, man. I wrote there, this film has so many dialogue scenes that I'm missing, like 30 every scene. They're yeah. like, like, di- like funny dialogue things. So we're missing out on so many. Uh, yeah, no. Like, no. Even though we're going through this scene by scene, we are still missing out on like 50% so of the dialogue. Much. So much. Um, and they're like, we need a handyman to go out and fix it. It's like, Derek, your dad was a handyman. You go fix it. <laughs> and he's like, a- dude, I hate fixing things. He's like, oh, man, 
you never told me. I'm sorry. Like, if I'd have known, I would never have said anything. Uh, do, yeah, they have all these meaningful moments. And it's, but while but he goes, this no, is no, I'll fix it. Yeah, but while this is happening, he kind of pauses and Derek's like looking off. And we get this like French, so Derek face over French hat. And he's just like, if you're reading these subtitles, tell my wife I love her and I'm sorry. And then he hocks a loogie and spits it on Derek. Yeah, but he's like superimposed. He's, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No. But it's, that's the subtitle I got. Yeah. But he like, so Derek then goes out to to the shed, which yeah. is where the fuse no, but box is. but first he gets caught. He does. He gets, His jumper gets caught on a nail, which yes. rips it around, making it turn into a crop top. Which. For no reason. It's an 80s parody. Every man in an 80s film, there's always someone wearing a male crop. And I love that because, you know, Derek, he's this he's a hunky boy. Yeah, it's um, weird because like, there's so many homages in this film so, and so much density to its homage that I couldn't believe it. I was yeah. just like every second I was like, what? Shit. Fuck. I literally I will buy this on Blu-ray because I want any special features that they I've can give I've actually me. written in my final thoughts is this has gone into my list of films that you know that you show people when they come around. Yeah. You know, like I've got my films that I love. I love showing people, uh, you know, Cabin in the Woods. I love showing them Kingsman. Pop star. Pop star. Stuff like that. And this has turned into one of those films. Like it's it's shot up to my list as one of my favourite films, I reckon. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, he goes to the, uh, Derek, he goes to the tool shed. Yeah. And this is good because this scene is also once he he opens the door and he's freaking out because he doesn't like tools. It scares him. So he's like, it's okay. They're just tools. Don't like tools. (laughs) I don't know. But we get those shots, the editing very similar to Evil Dead. Yeah, this is like basically, there's like the neural shots of the yeah. shed. The, yeah, this is the very. The chainsaw, there's like a, 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 I don't know, what else, what tools are there? There's like a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Back hoe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, we see Motherface. He starts looking at the fuse box. We see Motherface come up behind him. She has actually in her hand a hoe. Yeah. She grabs. She hits his face with the hoe, pushing his face into the electric box, which like yep. electrocutes him. Also, consequently, turns the power back on. Perfect. We cut to the guys like inside going, yeah, don't like turn the power on. back on. What I love. So one of the one thing that I love in this life is puns. And Motherface has puns. Oh, she says puns every time she because, kills someone. Yeah, so she she kills him and then she's like, bros before hopes and light leaves. Yeah. Which is perfect because I fucking love puns. The more puns, the better. Um, so, yeah, they start partying again. And, yep. and that's it. We just never see Brett Derek ever again because yeah. it's not. Oh, actually, no, we do, I think, later. Anyhow. Um, Brent starts to have a, a flashback. flashback. So he has a flashback of himself dancing in his, in his room with a mannequin. Um, obviously, this is like just before prom. And Brock rocks in, he catches him. And Brock's the cool brother who looks yeah. after him. So this is a better way of them sort of going around that I've never had sex before. I don't know what to do. Dude, it's fine. Like, let me just run you through it. But it's a dancing montage. So they start dancing together. And then there's <laughs> which like... Which is the same actor dancing with himself, which yeah, worked out really well, actually. It did. Um, and, well, they just differentiate him with an orange backwards cap. Yeah. And there's like a whole and a thing. Mole. Yeah. There's a whole thing where uh, Brock then lifts him. So there's this whole thing about course, use your core, use your power. And he picks him up. And it's be, yeah, like a dance move pick up, um, which is also like, you know, that you use use the, the, the weight yeah. or whatever. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. So we see that. It doesn't make any sense. 
at the time. It's stupid. It's funny. It's great. It's great. And all of a sudden, we just hear literally bloody murder being screamed. So it's like, murder! So we cut back to the party. Yep. yep. So Rager Bro, he's freaking out. He's in the kitchen and someone has killed all the beer. Someone um, has shotgunned all the beers. Yeah, and he's there, he's on the ground, and he's just like, no! And he's, like, ripping his shirt off. Which is the he's first like, of many shirt rip-offs. There's so many. Shirt, and there's some of them are for no reason. Yeah. Just because so, it was funny. Oh, I'm so, okay with it. Yeah. And they're like, who would do such a thing? Anyway, we need a, we need a beer run. Pledge, beer run. And then they pull out a box. So they like a big they're, cardboard box, it's, yeah. It's a huge cardboard box. It's literally like a fridge box shipper box with a hole cut in it that says glory hole and they tell the pledge that you have to wear this and i don't quite understand this they say that until you beef until you beef what does beef mean fart Fart. yeah so he has to fart in the box yeah but because because he's a vegetarian he doesn't want to beef because beef is meat and meat is murder so they just be like just fart man and he would have yeah so he can't he can't even sniff farts so yeah because they're called... He can probably sniff farts. He just can't sniff beef. I don't know. I don't know either. Hey. Anyhow, so now his character becomes a cardboard box with legs. Yes. And <laughs> that leaves... And oh, we also it's... forgot to mention there's Filmer Bro. Yeah. So there's a bro which has had as a video camera the whole time filming things Blair Witch documentary style for no reason. Yep. Um, so him and... That is it. Because then we cut to Bill's My Vagina. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, we cut to one of those ad breaks and yeah. it just goes, my vagina, and then <laughs> back. There's not even a moment where anything pops up on the screen either. It's just this audio that sees that says, my vagina. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> we cut to the cops. Yeah. Um, so, Candace, she's pulling, trying to pull the, the dad parts from the wheel, wheels. This is where um, we start hearing the howling. Yeah, the wolves. And, and he's and- like... Oh, the wolves seem to be getting smarter. Uh, well, the wolves are coming. Better spend the night here. Yeah. <laughs> and they just sort of get in the car. Um, they're in, she's in the front seat and she she's having trouble sleeping. And um, she's like, Sminkle starts talking about the dude bro's sophomore prank. And he starts having, he's like, oh, I remember that. But he starts having like this weird audio flashback of basically him shooting and killing a hooker. Yeah, which, which is nothing to do with it. And he's like, oh, I should also mention that I, I sleep with my eyes open. And he kind of just like stares at her and then his face just kind of drops a little bit. And he starts snoring. It's really creepy. I know. It's do you know so I had creepy. a neighbor who did that? Really? Yeah. When I was younger, there was another young kid a bit younger than me across the road. I can't remember his name. But he, um, yeah, he used to sleep with his eyes. So he'd go into his room and he'd just be lying in bed with his eyes wide open. And he was awake, wait, like making sleep sounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. No. Yeah, I know. Weird, eh? Um, So this is now where we cut to Pledge in his beef box. And I don't know if his name was ZQ or CQ, but... I just called him Filmer Filmer Bro. Camera Bro. Camera Bro. They're on their beer walk and they're like... Because, yeah, you just see these like little legs sticking out of a box, which is so fucking cute. And he's like... It reminded me of like Cromarty High or something. like What that is? It's an anime which you sell. Sure. Um, and he's just like, dude, just just beef, just beef, and you can come out of the box. And then, so they're having this like weird, like another one of those like nice touching moment conversations. And then he starts feeding him a carrot through the glory hole because he can't because he's a vegetarian. Yeah, 
But so he's feeding him, but then he leaves his hand in there, and it's just this like prolonged shot of him with his hand in there, you and expect- he's just he's nodding, and he expect it's gonna get chopped off yeah. or it come out like cut off, but it's just a really nothing- long shot with no dialogue no. with his hand in the box, it's and like he, yeah. nodding, yeah, and the nodding just sort of like it changes up, it's like oh yeah, uh huh, uh huh, <laughs> creepy, like a weird like, edit joke, I love it, um yeah, it just. Nods and smiles for ages. Yeah. Then we cut to Brent. He's investigating the lake house. He finds with a this secret... giant magnifying glass. Yep. And he finds a secret passage and he goes, and he like goes up into this secret passage, which is like an attic. Yeah. And he goes, it's full of clues. All of the clues. Clues. And it's literally just like newspaper clippings and basically everything he needs to know is in this room. Yeah. When it has all like strings between them, yep. like, you know, adding it all up. Yep. And then we have Surfer Bro comes up behind him. Yes, he's sitting in the room. Um, up in the attic with all the clues. And he's acting real weird. He thinks yeah. he's Brock. He's like, I have memories of your corpse, your anus. Like, okay, <laughs> sure. Anus. Your anus. And he's like. He always says that line. I have memories of. He goes, I don't think that is. Or he has a weird catch line. But yeah, yeah, and he's just like um, saying something about like, dance with me, Brock. And he's like. They, they dance and then they start dancing. He makes out his Brock because he's like, uh-oh, this is going weird. Yeah, because at one point he's like, what's that on your face, Brock? And he's like, oh, it's chocolate. Chocolate on your face? He's like, I'm saving it for later. And he's talking about the mold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they start dancing. This is fantastic as well. So, there's, a, there's a lot of clicking, a lot of voguing and a lot of just like... Weird dancing. Weird dance scenes. And Samsy just turns and he goes, catch me. And he runs at Brent. And obviously, because Brock is a phenomenal dancer and can lift people, Brent can't do the same. He lifts Samsy, can't do it, drops him on his neck. His His neck's broken. He starts freaking out as well. He's like, ah, wah. So he's killed Samsy. And just sort of like very casually and very sort of petitely pops a doily on him. Yeah, just covers him in a doily and goes downstairs. End of scene. Yep. Um. And then we see crying beer guy. Yeah. I wrote it. What did you call him? Uh, the so beer dude. Or? Rager bro. Rager bro. Because he rages harder than anyone else. So Rager bro um, guy sees, what does he see? He starts crying and running into the forest or something. Yeah. I don't know. He's like, he's upset about all the beer. Well, no, he sees, I don't know. He sees something. He seems, he sees, sees Samsy. No, sorry. He pops up into the attic. And he sees Samsy laying there and he's like, you're wasted. You've hiding the bear from me. Oh, yeah. And he gets mad that he's like, Samsy's obviously wasted and he goes like running out. He's, he's such a, yeah, he's so enraged that someone has drank the beer and it's not him. Yeah. He runs outside screaming into the forest, running frantically through the forest. And this scene is fantastic as well because it, it's literally just him and he's clearly like running on some kind of treadmill and they're just like, hitting leaves at him. So yep. it's like, thunk, thunk. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, shit. Thunk, thunk. Um, um, he and then trips. He trips, but he looks up and he sees what's that in front of him? A, A keg, keg of beer. <gasps> yes. Oh, in the, in the forest. it's still cold. It's still cold. But then he looks, he goes... There's no tap. He needs the There's tap. There's no tap. And you're like, so the, the horror is that he's found a keg, but he can't get into yeah. it. Yeah, it's like that episode of The Twilight Zone where the guy, oh, the eyes. The, he's in the library and he's like, I now have all this time to read and his glasses break. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and suddenly we see Motherface come up from behind him and she rams a beer tap into his, the top of his skull. Yep. Um, it doesn't kill him. 
he holds up his kegger cup and she uses a yep. the, the beer thing to fill it up with his blood, gut, skull, brain juice. Yes. And then he drinks it because he he's does. such a rage dude that he has to drink out of the kegger cup. Yep. And he falls and down dead, dead and she's just like, it's all head. <laughs> yeah. Her line. I love I'm glad you remembered her lines because I forgot to write them all down. Look, I love a pun. But and I then she love just as walks well. slowly out yeah, of shot. Yeah, she does. She's just like, okay. Um, but I love her outfit as well because she literally just looks like this trash, trailer trash kind of. Uh, no, she, she she's looks, got the jeans. She's got a cut off flanny. Um, so it's like the sleeves she are being cut like off. She looks like a rodeo girl. Yeah, kind of. With, but the hair that she's got is clearly a wig that's really big, really bad. Like it's like big Dolly Dolly Parton. Which made me a, think she was more like a rodeo. Like a yeah. country, she was like a country singer. Yeah. Tight blue jeans. A trashy one. Small little sleeveless flanny. Like, you know, like a fitted one and big hair, but yeah. with the, her mother's face. Yeah, like, exactly. But wearing it. Uh, we cut back to the party. Uh, Flannel Bro and uh, Turtleneck Bro, they're having a conversation about Hamlet. Doesn't matter, yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, they're having, every, all the other bros are having an arm wrestling competition. And like, and then Brent's there and he's like, you know, because he's got his corpse hidden upstairs. He's kind of weirdly freaking out. And then all of a sudden, out from behind the kitchen comes long-haired Sandy again. He comes walking in with a plate of cookies. Like, what? not knowing anything. And what then is going Brent's on? like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. Because he just killed him. Anyhow, um, Brent... Brent uh, has an arm wrestle with Turbo. Yep. They're in this, like, man lock. And as this is happening, Samantha surprises them at the window with beer. Now, first, like, they see beer. Like, yeah. She goes, I don't know why, like, she's, it's like they're up a couple of stories. Yeah. We see a hand with a six-pack come onto the window, and they're like, <gasps> and then they see her face, and they're like, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck, Samantha? And then they basically just, you're a girl. You know girls are loud. And they just basically kick her out and keep the beer. Yeah, she's just like, oh, but I have beer and you like beer, which means you like me. And he's like, we can like beer without having to like you. And they they literally kick her out. And because she's T-O-double-D's girlfriend... He's got to go too. Yeah, he has to go. It's the T-O-double-D. rules. Like you've clearly broken the bro trust of having a bro weekend. You've brought a girl. You got to go. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I don't want to go out there. She's going to try and take my virginity. Yeah. So he, she's all about. She's kind of like that bro mentality she, of like, I just want to bang. No, she wants just wants a baby. Yeah. She just wants to get pregnant. She yeah. just wants to be a mother. And he's just like, I don't want to go out there because I'm gonna have to have sex with her. And that's not bro-like. Yeah. And they keep talking. There's like, well, there's a tent in the shed. Go get the tent. And then they're sort of looking at um, Trent, uh, Brent. And he's like, what are you going to do, Brent? You with us or are you against us? And he's like, tent's in the shed. There's even like the baby, this like little baby uh, doll that they've drawn a terrible moustache. It's got on. a like cigarette hanging out of its mouth. And it's like, tent's in the shed. <laughs> Yeah, doesn't make it sense. And what even you explaining it then? No one's gonna know what you're talking about. No. Just watch the just watch that scene. Yep. Uh anyway, Tony Samantha uh T O W D and Sam. I know her name's Sam as well, I just called her Sam, even though there's Sammy and Sam. Yeah. Uh they go get the tent. Yeah, so there he, she's like trying to Yeah, Todd goes outside, he rips off his shirt. He rips off his own shirt. Yeah, Todd just rips off his shirt out of anger that yeah. there's a girl there. Motherface is kinda of, she's watching in the background and he's just like, Oh babe, I'm tired and she's she's trying to seduce him in a very forceful bro way um and at one point uh they're standing right next to Derek's dead body but they don't see it no and we cut to 
uh, stay on the target, eye on the prize. And we get this shot of uh, the tent. Mm-hmm. It's lit up. And so you see the silhouette of her on all fours and he's clearly taken her from behind. Doing her doggy style. Yep. And But she's there and she's like, you got this, Todd. You're in the zone. You're killing it back there. It's just like, okay. Uh, while this is happening, mother face, she's got some kind of like katana or something, like a sword. Or oh, she was has it a something. machete? Possibly. Or was it a... Seemed a lot thinner than that. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. Anyhow, she comes up. Yep. She quietly kind of like pokes it through the the tent fabric. And uh, Samantha Samantha just all of a sudden randomly turns. Her eyes are all red and she screams something satanic at him. And as that happens, um, Motherface just rams the, the sword or machete into his back. Which makes him calm. Which makes him calm. And he's just got like this weird, like, you think he's like in this like throes of pa- passion. Yeah. And it's, uh, no, he's just being killed. And then like. Samantha s- drops down, falls asleep immediately. Yeah, she just drops down, falls asleep. And yep. then he falls down dead next to her. Like, yep. like a dude bro would. Like yeah, because just- Motherface pulls out the, the machete and all this like huge blood spurt comes out as well. It's like gushing out, out of, of the, the tent. tent. Yeah, And the- she just looks and she's like, you should have pulled out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Uh, we cut to uh, Camera Bro and Pledge. Are out in the woods still. Yep, and they're still waiting for him to beef. And as this happens... uh, No beer. No. No, as this happens, a tree falls and it traps a camera bro under a log. Yeah. Um, And then also it happens again and then... (laughs) Two trees fall down. Pledge is stuck in his little box and he's... You get the shot of him in the box and he's just like sitting there very comfortably, but the box itself is trapped. Yeah. So so he is essentially trapped. There's a tree on top of the box. He's stuck in his cardboard box. Yep. And he can't help uh, film, a, film a bro because yep. he's like half... He's alive. He's alive. He's like, this is cool. Kick my camera over here. I want to film this. Yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Motherface comes along. She wraps a rope around lassoes, him. She lassoes film a guy. Yep. Uh, hoiks it over the tree and starts pulling him, which pulls his body. In half. And you see it like his torso just ripping at shredding and it's just like all this blood starts gushing out and she's just like raining men and just keeps going. And Pledge sees this in his cardboard box. He goes crazy and yep. farts. He does. He does beef. Um, uh, but then smashes out the side of the cardboard box and runs off. Yep. He picks up the camera and he runs. He picks up the camera and runs. Um, then we cut to the cop, back yep. to the cops in their car and we have the cop dreaming about doing stand-up comedy? Yeah, Swinkle's dreaming about doing a routine in front of the dude bros and they start heckling him and throwing fruit at him. Throwing oranges at him. Yeah. So she, <laughs> Candace wakes him up and she's like, we need to get the, the van moving. And they go out to check the wheels. Uh, the wolves have cleaned up the all the dead bits and he's like, oh, they've, the, they've cleaned up the dead bits and put air in the tires. He's like, they're learning. <laughs> Um, uh, he pushes the van yep. from behind so, you can, uh, so they can roll start it and it comes on. It does, yep. So they've got the car, the van working again, again and that's it. Well, while they're... Oh, no. Well, yeah, so once they start rolling, um, some bro runs out. I didn't even catch it's what... It's Pledge. Was it? Because oh. he's running through the forest. Sure. Um, and they swerve to miss him. They hit something and they crash and they go flying through the air. Yeah. And this is great because it's not just like a fly out of the car, 
kind of deal. It's a they're flying through the clouds. They're sailing. Yes, yeah, so they, they're they're driving. They crash their car. Yeah. They smash out of the windscreen and fly ET style yep. across. All the way to the forest and into the into, into the, the lake, lake where, where they literally take two mannequins and throw them in the lake. Yeah, which looks fantastic. <laughs> I know. Um, and then we get an ad break. Yeah. Oh no! I forgot my keys. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. It was because it was like this guy driving, and he's driving in his car, and he's like, "Oh no! I forgot my keys!" And then he crashes. That's <laughs> and it. He's, and he's driving. Yes. Uh, so we cut. Then we cut to the next day. Yep. It's daytime now. The Dubros are hanging out at the lake. They're in the lake. They're splashing around like idiots. Yep. Yeah. And Brent's sitting on the pier and they're like, quit remembering your dead brother and get in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like, so he pulls off his shirt, he gets in, he's like, oh, it's so wet. And they're having, they're having a good time. Yeah. Brent, um, you know, gets into the lake and suddenly realizes he's like, I am having a good time. This is good. These are my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to Samantha. She wakes up uh, and she's holding uh, Todd's severed arm. Which for no reason, severed now. Um, so she screams and we cut back to the lake. Yeah. Literally she just, it. She, oh, no, she screams. Yeah, she just screams yeah. and wakes up and that's it. Uh, cut so back to the lake. They and- notice that the camera bro, he's like, on a zip line, which is above the lake. And so, like, yeah, the guy that previously got ripped in half is yeah. now on a zip line up on top of a cliff. Yeah, and they're holding like, onto oh, it. bro, got over his fear of heights. Yeah, I guess he got over his fear of heights. And then he starts, like, moving. He flies over them, dropping all of this blood on top of them. the top half of him, yeah. Before he drops into the lake and sinks into the lake. Oh, my God. Then we get this scene. And it's like he starts sinking into the lake. So we've got this very composited scene, which is is just a photo of him cut out in half. Yeah. Sinking down into this lake, which is almost like a Monty Python animation. Yes. um, To like... Old Parchtown. Yeah, he he sinks down into Old Parchtown. The continuity in this movie is pretty full on. Yeah. But it's to like um, jewellery box music. That's what I said. Yeah. So, but we see him float down into the old Paddy's Boathouse. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> which was the original one, and he smashes into the um, the, the, the roof, roof. We, and then all the original corpses of Paddy's boathouse who drown, like the yep. mum and the child and whoever, float out of it and up, and then it just cuts to a shot of all the Dubros in the lake with all these corpses around yeah. them. and then all they these, start screaming. We're covered in blood and intestines, and you're like, ah! and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, so they get out of the lake, they go bolting, like, screaming through the lake and uh, through the woods. And as they're doing that, Samantha is coming from the opposite direction. She is also screaming bloody murder. And they basically just fucking clothesline her. They just her. Hip and, yeah, clothesline her <laughs> for no reason. And leave her laying there. And we get this, like, long shot of her just, like, laying there lifeless. And they just, like, keep running. So they run into the cabin. They lock the doors. Um, Samantha now rocks up and she starts banging on the door. And they, they're like, you're the killer. Like, I'm assuming you're the killer. we yeah, gotta, like we got to kill Samantha. Yeah, like you're, you're, you, we saw you. You were covered in blood. That's why they hit her, because she yeah. was coming in and was covered in blood. Covered they in thought blood. she was a killer. She's like, you're covered in blood as well, because yeah. they were. And she's, like, knocking at the door, and they're like, who is it? And then she's like, Samantha. She's like, Samantha who? <laughs> that kind of deal. Um, so they, they devised this plan. Uh, Samzy was on a, a baseball team, so he's going to have the baseball bat. He's going to kill her. Um, and then she... They open the door, she comes running in, and he looks like he's about to go up and, like, swing her in the head, but he kind of just, like, 
kind of javelins the bat at her. Yeah, so the top ja- of the bat hits her in the head and knocks her out. Yeah, he like javelin throws the baseball bat into her forehead and knocks yeah. her out. And it looks heaps funny. Oh, it's so good. Um, uh, and so then, then Brent, um, they get into uh, Brent gets into an argument with like with uh, Samzy and Turbo about something. So Brent re- looks at the shirt that she's wearing, and it was a booze cruise shirt, and oh, he's right. just like, "She couldn't be the killer because of that booze cruise that Todd told us that she went on. That was at the same time that this thing happened, which means that she couldn't be the killer." And they're like, mm, "I'm pretty sure she's a killer." But then Brent like says that he only pledged to them. So he could find out what happened. You know, he wanted to find out the secrets of Motherface and actually what happens to his bro. And Turbo's like, I can't believe you lied to us. Yeah. You lied to us. And then Turbo uh, tries to hit Brent with the baseball bat. Yep. Um, but then they kind of like grab the bat and play one potato, two potato they on do. it. They just yeah. keep doing that. And he's just like, I'm going to defeat you using good looks and logic. You're stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then Pledge rocks up. All in panic. He still has a video. He's been running all night. Yep. Uh, Pleasure rocks out with the video camera and um, they watch the video of... And he's cut, like, I like that they've got bits of cardboard box stuck to him as well. Yeah, as if it's like... Still on him. Um, And then then basically they just watch the footage that we saw. Yeah. Of like... Literally that. And... Sis, uh, Pledge is there and he's like, see that, there, there, that's where I beef, that's where I beef. She's trying to show them that he's beef. And at this moment as well, Samsy starts to realise that Brent isn't Brock. Brock. It's his brother. And he's like, he's but he gets up and he's just like, he's like, oh, but you could see how there could be some confusion with that. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, what? Sure. But then Brent comes in and he looks at the video and he's like, hang on, pause. Yeah. Enhance. Enhance. I said enhance. Now squint. And, now squint. <laughs> and uh, you see mother faces in the background. Enhance, enhance. Now squint. <laughs> um. So then he's like, bros, I need your help. You are literally the only bros I have. Like, I've got no no bros left. You're the only bros. Um, Samsy starts talking and he's like, well, actually, Brock's been foiling all of Motherface's plans for so many years and I got tired and worried about what could happen. So I created a failsafe. I actually have an identical robot hiding in the attic. What? Yeah, I have made an identical robot to myself. Meanwhile, Brent's there and he's like, oh, Uh-oh, shit, he's, he's the realization. The he's like, look, let me call it for you. And then he's just like, this, this scene as well is just so fucking well done. And it's so funny because he's like, huh, it's not coming. Let me go check. And he, like, walks out the room. So this whole thing is shot. It's still in the lounge room with them. You just hear him. And it's like, secret door, open. And he's like, oh, don't, don't go up there. And he's like, walks up. And he's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> he just starts, like, screaming. Like, what is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, oh, no, robot's happening. <laughs> he's just, like, freaking. Um, and then he, he runs off. No, first he comes down. And then he's like, goes to say something, and he sees Motherface out That's the right. window, like she's yes. outside the house. And he, instead of saying it, he just screams and, and runs, runs out off. the room. Because then we get, she throw, she has a severed head in her hand, and she throws it through the window, almost as if it was a three D movie. So you see that that animated glass shattering and sort yeah, of heading. Even towards. though it's not a three D movie. Yeah. Um, whose head was that? I don't. I couldn't know. work it out either. It was just a head. It was such a bad mannequin head. Yeah. Um. So, so, so everyone screams except Turbo, who just keeps sitting there eating popcorn. Yeah. Because like, he's just like, 
Because the whole time Turbo's eating popcorn in the scene and the head comes in, everyone screams and he just, just casually just keeps eating the popcorn on the side. Why not? It's Why just a little not? another joke that they've just got in there. Like. Yeah, it's perfection. Uh, we cut to Samzy. He's run out into the pier. So mm-hmm. he's standing on sort of on the lake. And Motherface, he turns, Motherface is there. She has kind of like this bazooka-looking thing, but she shoots yeah. some weird kind and of a, device. like an electrical receiver into his forehead. Yeah. Which is like just a bit of like, like tech with colours, LEDs, and boop, 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 boop. Yeah, and she pulls out a remote control and starts controlling him. But it's a remote control car controller, you know, like yes. a jet hopper one? Yeah. And um, which is very like the control that he had for his robot. Yeah. And so he starts punching himself in the face. She's, she's like, like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Because I'm a little bitch. Um, and, and then... We see on her remote control, she has a, a button that says rip out tongue. Yeah. <laughs> a so, button that does that. Yeah. So he starts saying, I'm a little bitch. And he reaches into his mouth, r- starts to pull out his tongue. And she's like, you killed my mother and my sister. You at least deserve a tongue lashing. Oh. He completely rips out his tongue. And he starts like hitting himself. Like, Hitting himself with his own yeah, pulled out like, tongue. Whoosh, whoosh, with his like, blood going everywhere. Then she also has a button on her remote control which says release bowels. And he shits his pants. Yeah, and like, it doesn't do anything. He just no. goes like, oh. He's just, yeah, he shits himself. Um, she walks up to him. She gives him a Because he's like paralyzed, yeah, so he gives, can't move. She gives him like, a quick kiss. What? No tongue? And yeah. then pushes him into the oh, lake. Oh, so good. He sinks and we think we're about to get another one of those uh, beautiful sinking into the lake montages, but instead we get 1-800-RUCKIN. Wait, the jewellery box music starts. Yeah, it does. And then, yeah, we get like a cut to 1-800-RUCKIN. And, and a, a bored banana? Bored banana, yeah, yeah. No one knows. You have no. to watch these bits to understand them. Exactly. We cut back to the cops. They're still on their way to the... They, they, they've just gotten yeah. out of the lake he's, now. Yeah, he's pulled... All night, it took them to get out of the lake. Yeah, he's pulled Candace out of the lake and he, like, breathes into her. But the way he's breathing into her is, like, it's farts. That's the noise that made me, like, like <laughs> lose... Like, it broke me. Yeah. he gives her mouth-to-mouth association and instead of, like, you know, when you, he blows in, it just goes, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, man, I lost it. Just, it was such a simple joke. <laughs> It's simple, but it works so well. But then as well, like instead of like pressing down on her chest, he starts like bongoing her boobs. He's like, he's just like, she sits up and then vomits into his face. Well, because he's like, she's dead, and he's like, oh, virgin tears will wake her up, and he starts crying on her, and then she wakes up. Virgin tears. Yep. Uh, he starts rambling. He like has this like I didn't think anyone else would ever like really love me. And it's like they have a moment, and um, then he, Motherface, Motherface comes, comes and knocks him out. Comes up behind him and knocks him out. Yeah. Then we cut to Brent and Samantha. He they have another kind moment together, and she's like, "Oh, I'm cold." He rips off his shirt. So he's wearing a blue flannel and he basically grabs it from the collar, rips it off, <laughs> wraps it around her, and she's just like looking at him. She's like are we going to die? And he kind of just gets up and walks away. <laughs> he doesn't even finish the conversation. But the way he gets up as well, because they're sitting on the floor and he kind of just like, just up and gone. Um, <laughs> I thought that was funny. So and then Brent start- goes up to Turbo. Yeah. So they started boarding up the house. And they start having this like, you lied to me argument again. Like, I can never believe you. Um, and then he goes into like a diatribe about a surprise party. Yeah. Because he's like, I'll never lie to you again. He's like, but what if, what if we have a, what if it's my birthday and there's a surprise birthday and you don't tell me that there is a surprise and then I go and we go into that restaurant and the lights go on and I see all my friends there. You lied to me. And he's like, 
I will ruin every surprise party from now on. He's like, what's your problem, man? And he goes, oh, I still level with you. I have a hairy dick. (laughs) And he starts crying. Yeah. So this whole his persona, he has this badass persona. It's because I I hate, oh, I've written it out. I hate my hairy, my little hairy baby dog dick. (laughs) And that's why I hate dogs. What? Sure. So his whole his whole character is based around that he has a hairy little dog dick, and yeah. that's why he doesn't like dogs because it reminds him of his hairy little dog dick. Sure, sure. Cut and to then Turbo leaves to get wounded from the basement. Yeah, <laughs> at the end. Cut to Pledge. Uh, he walks. So he left because he wanted. He was hungry. He needed to go get some food. He's um, he organic vegetables upstairs. Yeah. So he finds this little. Veg- Someone has eaten all his organic vegetables and it's left. Been pillaged. And, and his he, belly starts rumbling. He's, what, what am I going to eat? And he's following and like he, the crumbs of lettuce and carrots. And to he a follow, bunny. He follows the trail to a little rabbit, which is clearly a puppet. Yes. It's this little bunny sitting there eating his vegetables. And he's like, oh, bunny, I'm going to share my vegetables with you. As he's saying that, Motherface comes out, cuts him open. At first, you're like, okay, he spins around to see yeah. her. She like cuts guts him in him. the guts, disembowels him. Yeah. Then she pulls his heart out. Is it his heart or is it his stomach? No, it's, it's his something. heart. And then makes him eat. He goes, no, I can't. I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. And then, like, she makes him eat his heart. As she's doing that, this is fucking cool. This is funny. She grabs his intestines, throws them in the toilet, and flushes. And then his intestines. So they just, start unraveling. Unraveling. Like, you know, just super fast yeah. being pulled out of these, like, guts. It's like, great. Now the toilet's clogged. Yeah. This looks so good, and I've not seen this in yeah, but then, any other film. No, there were heaps of good ideas of kills. In. Yeah. And then the toilet gets clogged, and when it fills up, it's full of pregnancy tests. Well, it's full of tampons and pregnancy tests because when they were cleaning in the montage, he's like has all these things, and he shoves them in the toilet. Oh, okay. Because this is technically a sorority girl's lake house. It's not a frat party house. Oh, yeah. So he just tipped all the girls' stuff out. Yeah. I, I didn't say that bit. Um, then we cut back to Turbo. He's in the basement, which this may be the best scene in the entire film. No, it's not. They're all no. good. Um, he finds a revolver on the ground and then yeah. he's like, he looks in, he goes, cool, revolver. Flicks it open. He goes, ah, oh, one bullet. Yeah. And, um, and this little robot dog. So one of those little like. And then we cut to, yeah, there's a little one of those yappy robot dogs that, that does flip? the flips yeah. on the ground because we know he doesn't like little dogs. Yeah. He's like, mm. Then suddenly, from behind, in slow motion, for no apparent reason, a whole t- massive group of tiny little dogs, real dogs, like chihuahuas, run out in dogs. slow motion from behind this dog in, like, you know, this dramatic music. He's like, oh, shit. And he falls back to it because we know he's afraid. These dogs just start running all over. All they're doing is running all over him, but it's yeah. in slow motion. And then we, as this is happening, we get flushes of photos of erect dog penises, like real ones, just <laughs> flushing up and, you know, yeah. in our faces on the screen, coming towards us. <laughs> and Why? then that's it. Why? There's not a, and then we just, it cuts, and then this goes for ages of these really offensive dog erections in your face with Turbo screaming with yeah. these dog dicks all over him. And then it's cut, a hard cut to Brent meeting up with Sam and, and, and Brent just says, Turbo's dead. Well, he kills himself because while oh. he's sitting there, because there's like a little chihuahua, super cute little chihuahua there, and he's like, oh, you're not so bad, as he like puts the gun to his head. Oh, I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he committed suicide with the one bullet. That, yeah. was, so that was all set up to make him kill himself. Yeah. 
But no one knows that, but it just cuts to the next scene and Brent just goes to Sam, Turbo's dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's like, I can't find Sizzler. And he's like... And then he, he has a thing. He has this, like, inner monologue of, I don't know who that is and I'm too polite to say anything, so I'm going to go search. Just play it cool. And, and he's like, let's split up and search remember. for him. And, and at this point, I didn't know who Sizzler was either because I just called him Pledge the whole time. Yeah. So they both split up and start looking for the pledge. This is fantastic as well. I like this because she goes off in her direction. She's following some bloody poor prince. And at this point, Brent, he's searched all the rooms. He's now at the grave site. He's like, Sizzler! Sizzler! He's at the grave of the guy. So he's left the house. He's walking in the woods. He's walked past the grave site. And he ends up in in a fucking void. So... Then he splits into two. Yeah, the whole joke is like he because it keeps going. Like, it cuts between Sam following these bloody footprints, yeah. which is relevant to the story. Yeah, but it just keeps cutting back to him, and he's just going Sizzler, like looking for it. And then it just keeps being more ridiculous yeah. places. He like, ends up in but- this void. There's two of him, and as he's calling out Sizzler, the other one is calling out Sizzler, but it's backwards. He's like Sizzler, yeah, Sizzler, and he's but he can what? see him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's in like, there's like a news report and he's in the background of the news report going, Sizzler! Sizzler! <laughs> like looking around like, and I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck's what? going on? Exactly. Doesn't matter. No, I don't care. Um, <laughs> Samantha finds, ends up finding Sizzler and he is dead. He is dead in the bathroom and the little bunny is eating him. Yeah. She screams, runs out. She runs into Brent, who's now just back in the house. And yep. he goes like, it looks like it's just the two of us now. She's, and then she's like, no, there's, there's a, third. a third. And she lifts up her tummy to show that she's pregnant, like, as in, like, like they do in all these films. Now yep. there'll be a, th- you know, yep. that kind of thing. Now scene. we'll have another film. Um, as she says that, Motherface comes out from behind. She stabs her in the stomach. She, the harpoon. Through, through the back. Through the back. Out uh, through the stomach. Out stum- through the stomach. And there is a fetus. On the harpoon. Attached to the harpoon. Right in front of Brent's face. And this scene goes on for a little bit too long and the little fetus is there. It's like, and then she ends up like ripping it up, splitting her yeah, in half. Yeah, rips the harpoon up through yeah. Sam, splits her in half. We see from the back of her, her head go in half yeah. with all the goo between it. And then there's a taping error. Yeah, so uh, that's where it's uh, a, a Steve Gutenberg's new movie, Three Men and a Baby, coming up after this break. But and that's where he's there going, Sizzler. Yeah, he's in the background of yeah. that as well, Sizzler. Weird, Sorry. another weird error tape bit in I it. I love uh, it. Ad break, and then uh, hard cuts to Brent. He's running through the forest now. Yep. Because why not? He stumbles upon Turtleneck Bro and Flannel Bro. Cool. They're kind of dead, but they're like talking well, to well, him. Flannel Bro is chopped in half. Yeah. And the other Flannel Bro is disemboweled. disemboweled. But they're like completely fine, and they're just chatting to themselves. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, Motherface got you guys as well. And he goes, you don't care. You don't even know our names. He's like, uh, Turtleneck Bro and Flannel Bro. And he's like, lucky guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're named after the things that we're wearing. Yeah. And, yeah, and then he like, um, he kind of like looks away, looks back and they're dead instantly. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, they're dead. Yeah. Like- so he's like, was, was he imagining that? Uh, as this happens, Motherface appears, conks him on the head and knocks him out. Um, and then he's just not knocked out. No, he kind of gets up and she's she's there and she's like, you never avenged your brother. And he's like, you know what? I know who you are. And she's like, what? He's like, you're Ronald Reagan. She's like, uh, no, I'm not. He's like, think about it. And then he goes on this whole thing about this, all like, the pranks. conspiracy thing leading all the, linking all the pranks together with this government cover yeah. up that Ronald Reagan 
his mother face. It's, it's yeah. pretty funny. He's like, like all these secret military ploys for the presidency. He's like, admit it, you're our nation's 40th president. And she pulls off a Scooby-Doo style, pulls off the mask to reveal Ronald Reagan. And he's like, damn it, Brent, how did you know? And he's like, I solved it. But he does that like, I solved it. And jump. Yeah, freeze frame and all these like <laughs> oh, stars and jealous. rainbows come out. Like, But then... Oh, he, and then a hard cut to him waking up on the ground. He was just knocked out. And he goes, oh, man, I thought I'd solved it. Yeah, he's like, I really thought I had that one. <laughs> um, Motherface goes to attack him again. He dodges. She's like, I She's know. She's got an axe now. Yeah. She's like, uh, you know all of our fears. And then that's how. He's like, I know how you're doing it. You know our feels. She reveals herself. It's the therapist. No, but no, he goes like, I know who you are. You knew much about everyone. You're turbo. I get to say turbo, and she takes her yeah. mask off. He goes, the school counselor. Yeah. Like, hey, but dude. then she's like, talks about all the fears and all these people. It's just like I like one of the guys added pop rocks to coke and caused this. Another guy hit a hit a nine year old child and just I, left him there and buried the body. Hid the yeah. body and buried it. You killed two thousand people. You're all bad dudes. Like, yeah. Like, um, yeah, and, and he goes, and he goes, like, you talk, shouldn't this, isn't this, isn't this break, like, patient, patient, doctor. Um. Confidentiality. <laughs> yeah, so. And she still goes him, and then Brent, he kind of Tai Chi's her again, Goku style. He's like, hoishita. Yeah. Knocks her down. Um, and then there's, again, it's just like this whole, like, why did you join them? It's like, I had a good time. They were good friends. She, she basically just. He's on the ground now. Yeah, like, she kicks him to, in the balls. Yeah, she kicks him in the balls, and then she goes down. You know, she gets her axe, she goes down, you like to the swing down onto him, and suddenly the axe is blocked by a skateboard, Ooh. which we forgot to mention earlier on. Yep. And which is like was thrown by Nedry. Yes. Because he gives Nedry the skateboard. Yeah. When he, like, in case you get any terrain you can't get through or something. So he's got the. And this is how fucking good this film is. I completely forgot Nedry. Yeah, so, so when I. he rocks up, he's like, not so motherfucking fast, motherface. Yeah, um, and he's like, he's Nedry, rocked up you... with some wolves. He has a wolf. A gorilla? No, no. So it's, it's a it, is a, it is a man oh, oh, and a bear. in a wolf suit. There's a man. No, there's a man in a bear suit and a and a plastic wolf, <laughs> and on his lap is the rabbit, <laughs> and a couple of like mink furs and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, and he's like, he starts ha- swearing, and and Brock's like, you did it, Nedry. You swore. Yeah, and he's like, check this out. And he's like, caca, caca. And he's like, this is a motherfucking bald eagle. <laughs> yeah, but, no, but the best bit is, well, he goes, like, I, I, you know, I made friends with all the motherfucking animals and yeah. motherfucking things. They're all, look at this, check it out. This is my wolf and all this shit. And then, like, yeah, he goes, he calls the eagle down. And then this is this stock footage shot yeah. of an eagle's face looking at the camera for ages. <laughs> Like, she motherface turns around, throws an axe at him, just hits him in the head, and kills him instantly. Instantly, and then the wolves just take him. They kind of yeah, like, all the animals just eat him. <laughs> so, this is fantastic. So Brent and Motherface once again they start fighting. Well, Brent uses the, swings his skateboard, and Motherface yep. she breaks it, um, and then she pins Brent to the tree by his throat. Yep. He then uses his inertia, which is the no, core strength, to lift her. No, first he got, uh, yeah, yeah. He he. We get Brock's ghosts appear, yep. which is always just a floating blue head. And he goes, use your inertia against her. Yeah. So he does like the dance move, the lift dance move to lift Motherface off the ground and smash her head into the tree that he's against. Conks her out. Um, we turn. Brock is there. He is re- his spirit is revealed Star Wars style, so he looks like yeah, all the ghosts. Yeah, they're Star Wars. ghosts. All yep. the do bros now. Um, 
and we cut to Sminkle on a pentagram and <laughs> Candace is there. She's trying to help him. And Wait, how did Sminkle get tied to a pentagram? Oh, that's because mother face. Yeah. So he's like, oh, you lied to me. You know, the bros aren't oranges. He's like, I'm going to die a virgin. But I mean, I guess if this is going to save the, the, the country or the town, whatever. And she's like, oh, no, like, I can't have this happen to you. And she jumps on him and they basically like. Dying a virgin is what's going to save you. It's the least thing I can do. There you go. And um, she goes, not if I can help it. Yeah, she jumps. She straddles him on the pentagram. Obviously going to have sex with him. Yep. Uh, we cut back to Motherface. She gets up and all the bros are now there Star Wars style. Yep. And he's like, let your bros in. And he's like, enter me. Enter me, yeah. And yeah. they all start like, you know, just sort of going into him. At first he says, like, if you face a foe. You can like if you if you can't face if you face a foe you can't win against. Let us in, let us all in. <laughs> and they all start entering him. Uh, we cut. He goes, I'm ready. Quick Enter cut me. Back. Yeah, yeah. they all. And I thought this looked really good. They're yeah. all flying into him like. Sh- yeah. And he's like powering up like you know. Yeah, it's great. We get a quick cut back to um, Candace boning Sminkle. Cut back to Brent. He fucking hulks out like he transforms into this really buff it kind of looked like Derek um in a in a muscle suit first when they're having sex though a ghost comes out of the cop yeah and says I'm not a whoa I'm not a virgin anymore I had no idea why that happened because he I'm guessing he came he, yeah, he but looked is, like is the, the virginity was that your, your his that was his virginity ghost? yeah like leaving it so he's left. not a virgin yeah. he's the page master yeah. yep and then that ghost flies out and goes into Brent's bum as well. Yes. <laughs> yep. And that's where he transforms into this big Hulk-like being and he just starts beating the shit out of Motherface. Yeah, yeah, he turns into a giant Hulk. Yeah. Goes out to Motherface. Just with one punch, knocks her out, dead. Yeah. And then just starts b- brutally beating her on the ground. Stomping her. Like this one stagnant... Very much sta- like what the Hulk ...static does, shot yeah. of just like... Poof, 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 like real brutal. Like, and then, you know, I think the, the like, people... Someone rocks up like Samantha. No, who rocks up and there's a CEO just beating? I don't even. I don't remember that. No, I not But then I get this. There's this scene of which is it's Brock and he's like, "I'll always be with you, Brent, inside your butt, giving you powers." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ghost of Brock's face is in the sky. Yeah, giving you powers, and then um, and then also next to Brent, T O W D Junior, the baby appears and just goes bye bye. <laughs> And turns into a shooting star and just goes off into the distance like the fetus that got. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We then cut. So we feel that that is the end of the film, but it's not because we cut back to uh, Patton. He's he's reaming the the station. He's reaming Schminkle for letting the team down. Um, And he's just like, like, fucking hell. Like, you let the team. Like, I even, like, I ate a Caesar salad so that I could, I baked you a cake. And he pulls out this poorly drawn, like, rip sminkle cake. And he's just like, now I can't fucking. He's like, throws the cake. And suddenly a lady comes in. Yep. Uh, another cop and says, uh, you've got a call from the Imperial Dark Majesty. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, oh, i got to take Imperial this. Imperial Dark Majesty on line one. Um, and then we get, like, Candace and Schminkle, like, talking to each other, like, yep. She's kind of saying that she loves him or whatever and stuff like that. And in the background, we see the chief talking on the phone and he explodes. He does. He's just like... Rup. But that's it. It's the same explosion like in um, Cloverfield when the girl explodes. Like, yeah. So this... Yeah. That's spat on your computer. Well, that's fine. Uh, yeah, he got... And he's like, yeah, yeah. No one cares though. No one even looks at it. Yeah. And then it kind of reveals... No, first... Yeah. Schminkle goes like... we uh, To Can- Candace like, let's, you know, 
Let's join up as a team. We'll be like a crime fighting team. We'll go around solving crimes. First crime we can solve is like maybe we can get onto this why the vitamin C, why the, where these vitamin C shortages is. And then she, the lady cops will look at him and just goes, but I'm a bag of oranges. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, watch well, this. Search deep down. You know it's yeah, the truth. Yeah, search your heart. You know it to be true. And then we get a flashback of all the times in the film when they were together. And instead of her being in it is a bag of oranges. So yeah. like, so if, it's like the chief calling her. He's like, get in here, you bag of oranges. And like giving her mouth to mouth and the vo- oranges it, vomiting. Well, him banging he's the He's fucking or- the oranges. So the whole time, he's, she has always just been a She's bag of She's always been a bag of oranges. Sure. So he goes, she goes, you know what to do. And he boops her on the nose and she instantly turns into, I don't know how they did this. Yeah, it looked good. She turns into a bat, like she doesn't turn into a bat, she just turns into oranges and then just in the shape of a person and just falls onto the ground. At the same time, this causes the whole town to rain oranges. Yes. 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 Um, What the fuck? And then the film ends with the shots of the town getting covered in oranges and everyone rejoicing because there is no longer a vitamin C shortage. Yeah, but Sminkle's crying I mean, while I'm, he's juicing some oranges yeah, to make well, juice. Like Credits. Credits. What? <laughs> it's not just that. There was all shit through the credits as well. Like I was saying, Andrew WK is just sitting on the roof surrounded by oranges because yeah. it's obviously and just singing a little song on a piano like, they'll come find me soon. Yeah. <laughs> My friends will come back for me. Oh, my God. Final okay. thoughts, Jen. This is one of the greatest films I have ever seen. It is so quotable. Even the songs, like, so they would have made the songs as well. So this, but this film is also, this is a major parody, but it does it in a way that it feels so unique and original. Like, I don't feel like I'm watching, oh, it's just another parody film well, or it's just A lot of these reboot. people are all, like, kind of screenwriters and stuff like yeah. that, just doing it for fun. Like they're the dudes who made rock uh, video game high school. Yeah. A bunch uh, so a lot of I think a bunch of them would have been in in it. Like as in like, you know, got to do with it. So these are all dudes who know how the craft of filmmaking works. And yep. they know when to parody it and how to break it. And yep. uh, so that's what the difference is is this film as opposed to like a parody film like Piranha three D, where it was just a bad film. Like it never really parodied it enough, parry parodied yep. it enough to become this unique thing mm. of comedy. Where this thing just went over that. This like, is unique like from over a hundred times higher than that. Like yeah. this, this homages every uh, craft like technique that there could be and pays it out. It does like dialogue choices. The gore is like so gory oh, and, and hilarious. Um, there's even like there's like. Six six character like arcs in it, like yeah. and stuff running through it. There's everything is in this film. Like there's no way, and it's just constant. Yeah, like, but even then, like I was saying, like I they could have literally ended the film with her revealing she was Ronald Reagan, and I would have been okay with it. Yeah, and they just kept going. There was more to it, and the oranges. Oh my god. Yeah, what the hell kind of fucking plot line is that? I've never seen that in a movie. But you know what? I didn't care. It worked. It worked for me. This film is. I cannot, like I say, I will probably go out, I will grab this on Blu-ray because I want to watch it. Is it even on Blu-ray? Yes. Oh. Yeah, you can buy it at JB. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I might pick it up, watch some special features because I'm a sucker for special features. What did you give it? Um, I gave it three ratings. I did too. I gave this a, an A. It is awesome and everybody should 100% definitely watch it. Um, it is also a B. It is a beer and chicken wing movie. I really kind of 
wish that we'd have watched it together together at some point. And did you give it an F as well? I did. It is it, definitely fun and dumb. I, th- I gave it an ABF as well. Yes. Fun and dumb. Beer and chicken wing group movie and an awesome movie that everyone should watch. I'm... I'm I'm Sam Sam Cripps is like wanting us to watch Bunny the Killer Thing and mm-hmm. he messaged me going, You're gonna watch Bunny the Killer Thing? And I said, I will if you watch Dude Bro Party Massacre Three. Ah. So um Yeah, I'm not gonna do what's part of the the, the, the show. Mm-hmm. Is it does it have subtitles? Yes. Yeah, I don't want to do a subtitle film at the moment. It's too okay. hard. That's um, fine. But, but that anyhow, fine. um yeah, this film. Cracker. Yep. Cracker of a comedy. Like mm-hmm. and my comedy and just Oh, man. Yeah. It's everything that I wanted it to be because I've also been listening to a lot of those guys doing stuff at the moment. So I'm, my brain is just wired for that level of comedy right now. Yeah. Which is even better. So. All um, right. Yeah. What is happening? What is next week? Well, look, I did put a thing up on Facebook and uh, you're going to have to watch Piranha 3 D at some point. Not that, it is not going to be We've already had week. two really good funny films. Yeah. Oh, I mean, one I'm, good funny film. I'm one bringing which... it back to some seriousness. We yep. are going to watch The Loved Ones. So this is a 2009 Australian horror. I've never seen it. Really? It's no. quite good. Yep. Oh, so next week, The Loved Ones. Yes. I've no idea what even it is. There you go. It's a... But there were so many other good films you could have... I know. I know. But... I know. I went with this one. It'll be good. So thanks, guys. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and share with all your friends. We also have an Instagram at Terrorvision Pod, which will keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and, of course, memes that are 100% three years old by now. We also have an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to watch, discuss, etc. Uh, and our opening and closing music is Voidswell by Sister Wife. Mm, and remember, until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.